Sirius 197, XM202, the virus. The Ron and Fez show starts right now. Okay, let's get down to it, boppers. You heard her. Ah, buddies. Yeah, buddies, it's the Ron and Fez show. 866-RON-ZERO-FEZ. 866-RON-ZERO-FEZ will be taking your... Eat your bonds today. That, of course, means... Number one. Thank you, Dave. Number one. Number one. But Ichiban, of course, is the big story of the day. Anything you think is worth talking about. Could be uh, news, sports, entertainment, even weather. For you people in the Minnesota area who can't fucking build a building to withhold snow, even though you live in Minnesota, I want to hear your Ichibans. Ichibans. Also coming up a little later on today, we'll be discussing Fez Watley's uh, big party last night. Big football party. One thing I noticed about Fez is when he potties, he potties hottie. He's a hottie potty. And, of course, uh, we have an unmasked to uh, make the announcement for uh, Unmasked Show on Twitter was the first to get the announcement. So people are already jumping in, uh, which is a great reason to make sure you're following. You got to be. Come on. Well, like Hicks says, you got to be. Come on. All right. 866-RON-ZERO-FEZ. Let's go over here to Mike. Mike, what's your Ichiban today? Hey there, Ronnie B. I'd like to uh, bring the big cat into it early here in the show. All right. Uh, asking for Fez Watley early. Fezzy, just jump up, take off your sweats, and get ready to come into the game. What do you got for him, Mike? Uh, Bucks, big, big winner over the Redskins yesterday, and they seal their playoff bid. Uh, the uh, Bucks have a, uh, well, the gods were on their side with that extra point. But the Buccaneers, Fuzzy, if they run the table, they definitely go to the playoffs. They are in. They they are one of the teams that can control their own destiny. Win their last three games, they are in the playoffs. What are the chances they win their last three games? Uh, I think it's, well, next week is the Detroit Lions. Mm -hmm. I'd say yes. I don't know if you've been watching the Detroit Lions lately. Badass defense. Beat the shit out of Anna, uh Aaron Rodgers, uh, never know. So that's not a gimme game. I, I think, where are they playing, Tampa or Detroit? Playing in Tampa. Okay, that helps. But I don't know if it's a gimme. But go ahead. Then after that, they face the Seattle Seahawks in Tampa. They should win that one. Go ahead. And then they wrap up with the New Orleans Saints in the Superdome. All right, so I think you're, you've kind of got one gimme and two games they've got to uh, play hard on. And I know that they're your team, but they're somewhat inconsistent. They make big plays, and then they make a, a bad play. Uh, but uh, maybe they could take two out of the three, but I wouldn't guarantee that they run the table. Uh, here is Jim in Detroit, Irma Fez. 
Hey, Ron, I got Ichiban for you. Ichiban? I take those. The Detroit Lions beat the Green Bay Packers for the first time in 10 games, and they also end a 19-game losing streak against division opponents. It's uh, The team is coming into their own. they got a badass defense. They've actually played pretty well this season. Yesterday, the defense just exploded. This Natagasu, or whatever the hell his name is, is just going to be a giant. All right. Uh, bad timing for your Bucks, Fezzi, but um, I know that the city is getting crazy because it looks like this game might not be blacked out. They might have sold enough tickets in Tampa. I'm starting to like the name L.A. Buccaneers, Los Angeles Buccaneers. Now that uh, Jacksonville is winning and not as quickly ready to jump out there to L.A. Uh, 866-RON-ZERO-FEZ, 866-RON-ZERO-FEZ. Uh, going for your Ichiban's Justin believes he has a little more Tampa news for you, Fez. What do you got, Justin? I got a sports Ichiban. A sports Ichiban. And that means sports number one. Number one. Yes, uh... One of Fez's teams on the Buccaneers, uh, Eugene Hayes, was arrested Monday morning after creating a scene at a popular Tampa Bay nightclub. Oh, uh, who's this guy, Fez? Uh, I think it's Gino Hayes. Um, not... What's his position? What's he play? What's going on? Um, I'm not sure where he's at. He may be on the uh, offensive line. I'm not sure. This is surprising that he's not sure because, Hicks, you remember taking a piss at Fez's last night and saying that he has a Buccaneer bathroom. It was really wild to step in there. Just, just all fucking red. Oh. Everything constantly covered in buck stuff. <laughs> Don't want to give out everything from Fez's apartment, but he does have a flat screen TV inside of a giant old 1970s console that still takes up four feet in, every, in any direction. It's huge. It took up half the fucking room. Uh, the whole point of the flat screen, Fezzy, put it on the wall, have more space, get rid of all that clutter. Um... Fez Watley, we will get to this a little later on in the show. There was a big party last night. And Fez kept yelling out, party hardy, everybody. Party hardy. Uh, Larry, uh, in Minnesota. Monday morning, the Metrodome roof deflated itself. I I will say this, Larry, and you live there in Minnesota. That uh, video that is out of that roof coming down is one of the most amazing things that I've seen outside of one of those Jerry Bruckheimer movies. It is insane the way the roof uh, fucking popped there today. Um, and maybe they don't, maybe they won't, uh, I don't think they're going back to that stadium ever since they wanted a new one and now the roof came down. Why would you, what are you going to do, sew it up? You know, like it's a fucking bedspread to tour on you. I think you could end up seeing, not only will Los Angeles uh, took the Lakers from Minneapolis to go on to become one of the most, well, probably the most successful franchise. I hate to hurt the people in Boston's feelings, but, you know, you throw out the 60s, nobody can touch the Lakers in terms of championships. But if they end up the Los Angeles Vikings and just have everything Minnesota, it will be simply amazing. There's always talk about the Twins getting out of there. Um, John, you're on the Run of Fez show.
Your your fucking connection is really bad, dude. Two minutes. O T O and A. I didn't understand. I think you said O T O and A. I think yeah. Uh, Opie and Anthony went over a little bit today, past the ten o'clock barrier. Thanks for summing that up. Eight six six run zero fez. Eight six six run zero fez. Uh, Arch will give us the. Uh, Opie's team. Arch, what do you got for me? have fallen off the green machine in East Rutherford, New Jersey. They looked so god-awful. The, the only people who got off the bus was the defense. Um, yeah, it was, well, it's just amazingly bad. Not only that, uh, but they're starting to look like an embarrassment of an organization all the way around. Here's Tommy Maryland, you're a manifest. Hey, by the way, Ichiban for you for the big green machine. The strength and conditioning coach struck, stuck out his leg and tripped a defenseless Miami Dolphins punt return cover guy. He should be kicked out of the league forever. Um, you know, now some people, of course, they find it funny when you watch this, but a guy could have blown out his fucking knee on this and ended his career. Uh, he assaulted him. He came out and assaulted the guy. He should be arrested. It's. Absolutely uh, shocking. Here, well, there's the picture right there. But you see the way he goes down because obviously he didn't um, expect it at all. But if a knee blows out, there's any opportunity to feed his family. Uh, insane. Absolutely insane. So this is the problem of the Jets. And let's face it, it goes right back to hard knocks. This thing stinks from the top, and that's that fucking blowhard-looking uh, coach of theirs. Uh, across the board, they see themselves as a pirate ship. They don't give a shit, and it's 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 sad because they, they got so much heat because of that. But now it's just coming, it's showing you what a shit organization they are. They really are coming off fucking uh, awful. Um, eight six six run zero fez eight six six. Ron Zero Fez taking your Ichibans. Ichibans, of course, mean number one. Ichibans mean number one. Um, here's uh, Ross, you're on Ron Fez. Hey, Ronnie B, got an Ichiban for you. Ichiban, sure. What do you got? All right, Roddy White drops the F bomb on national TV during the Falcons Panthers game this weekend. Now, were the people of America going to be okay with the word fuck? No. No? Well, I kind of disagree. I looked out this morning. The sun was shining. Everybody was able to make their way into work. Um, this whole thing, if it's shocking because someone says fuck on national TV, everybody on the planet has HBO now. There is no one who doesn't have HBO. They've heard the word. Uh, Andy, Boston, you're on the Run Fest show. What's up, fellas? Hey, listen, you guys want to retire early? Put all your money on the packed Super Bowl. For all them haters out there, they're, uh, they're, they're unbeatable. It's very funny. At the beginning of the season, uh, early on, you had people acting like the Patriots were done. Uh, Randy Moss leaves. Oh, the Patriots are over. You, we heard Brady is not himself this year. They're saying it's a rebuilding year at the beginning of the year. Uh, and the last couple of weeks it looks as bad as if you're watching college football it's just totally dominating it's one of those you know alabama's playing william and mary fucking games that just make you hate college football
they are kicking the shit out of people. Now, does that mean it's a lock? No, because you can peak too soon. If they were playing like this in the playoffs, unstoppable. But no one knows in football. Yeah, they could be blowing their load, but whatever. It's kind of cool to watch <laughs> at times. Look, it's let me that just, fucking snow game. Let me just fucking point out a team to us that was on a juggernaut and every, nobody could see them getting beat. And I'm talking about the Twin Oaks Killer Beasts, my fantasy team. Just kicking ass, taking names the entire season. I was on like an eight-game win streak. We get in the playoffs, and my players aren't fucking doing it for me. And it looks like I'm going to lose my first half of the playoff game to Kathleen from the Bronx, who is so classy, I was trying not to clap for herself while she's fucking dominating me. Because we happen to be sitting next to each other. Well, in the same room. Well, she knows how to act. At least tries to. Um, 866-RON-ZERO-FEZ. 866-RON-ZERO-FEZ. Doug, Ohio, you're on a fez. Hey, Ron, I got an Ichiban for you. Oh, good. Hey, Ron, boo to the Vikings and to the NFL for not going to the University of Minnesota with that big brand-new stadium the Gophers got there instead of going to Detroit like they're doing and uh, not giving that big game back to the, the people of Minnesota there. They can well, did right they give there. a reason for that? I don't know. I, didn't, I haven't heard any. I just... Haven't heard anybody talking about it. Why haven't they went there? Well, I think a lot of it might have to do with TV setups, um, because the the fact is, one thing is set up for NFL, the other one isn't. And I got a feeling all those NFL uh, things have a lot of permanent technical work already taken care of where you just show up plug in a couple of things to the truck and off they go well we saw when the we saw the footage of the it collapsing from the inside there's already this cameras there recording at all times the place is already set up um yeah yeah you were a hundred percent right about that um let's go over here to uh kyle kyle you're running fest Ronnie b yeah Got an Ichiban. Uh, Ichiban. Where my girls at? Ichiban. This is going to be where my girls at, Ichiban. Uh, loving the Reggie Watts. Uh, Ronnie B, switching it back, college football. Scam Newton, college football, 2010, Heisman Trophy winner. Now, this always, it's like, uh, the fact is, here's what's happened with the Heisman Trophy. You see how many Heisman Trophy winners don't take that success to the NFL. It just seems like it happens more and more and more. Uh, but overall, overall, it's amazing how tough it is to move that into turning a team around. And this is another guy who's not going to go as the number one pick, right? Yeah, I don't, I don't believe so. Uh, the fact that he'll probably go somewhere mid in the first round, dominate it, the Heisman talk, but doesn't exactly make you... A franchise player in uh, pro football. Uh, and there seems to me less and less excitement around the Heisman Trophy. People don't care anymore. They just don't give a shit. I mean, I know people following college football is huge. I guess it could be bigger than NFL. But, but you, I, didn't even, I didn't even realize it was this past uh, weekend. It's one of those things like the Oscar where people already know four or five weeks out. Who's going to pick it up? And that keeps it from being excited. 
Um, and they're just going to end up taking it away from him. Yeah, there is a... Uh, his family's been caught up in some shit, right? Yeah, his dad didn't even go to the Heisman ceremony because his dad was, you know, had phone conversations allegedly that uh, you got to pay my kid to come to your school when colleges were trying to recruit him. So he didn't even want to be a distraction there while his kid's getting the trophy. He can be there when they come to pick it up, when the movers get there. Um, let's go over to Tom. Tom, you're on Fez. Hey, well, first off, he's already been cleared by the NCAA and FBI who investigated him, so they're probably not going to take it from him. But also, uh, they probably didn't do the game at the outdoor stadium in Minnesota because there's supposed to be a negative eight wind chill at game time. So? Uh, just, just part of the reason. Well, this was the thing. Um, Minnesota used to have this big home field advantage because they were the cold weather guys. They were the purple people eater. Back in the 60s and the 70s, when you went to Minnesota, you're like, this blows. <laughs> now you go to Minnesota and you just go like this. I hope the roof doesn't tear. Oh, this is nice. Climate controlled. All right. Uh, but it's not a place to fear going into anymore. You don't have to fucking uh, fear it. Well, they love taking the fucking weather out of the situation, which is retarded. Fuck it. Let's shit go crazy. Um... Yeah, let's see. We're looking over uh, some of this stuff of the last 10 years of Heisman Trophy winners. Ron Dane, Chris Wenke, Eric, uh, yeah, Leinart, Palmer. It's not like you're overly fucking intimidated. Tim Tebow, who's gets to, you know, he's a new refrigerator Perry. <laughs> then back to 96, Danny Warfel. Charlie Ward on the list. It's not an over... It's not guys who come in and just dominate in the pros. Uh, 866-RON-ZERO-FEZ. 866-RON-ZERO-FEZ. Adam, you're on the Run Fez show. Hey, I uh, living up here in New England, even though I'm a Giant fan. I fucking hate New England, but they are an awesome team. When you look at Danny Woodhead, released from the Jets, uh, Dion Branch, released from Seattle, all these guys that released all these, you know, supposed well-known players, and then the Patriots pick them up, and they're fucking doing gold. Let me tell you, when they got Branch, I had to fucking sit there and watch ESPN night after night about how this was a mistake. Oh, yeah. How this wasn't going to work out. He's not the same. His legs are shot. Yeah. And uh, the guy's fucking playing. And right, let's face it, New England has a coach who demands a win, and they got a quarterback who demands a win. And they find a way. Uh, Curtis, you're on the Run of show. Hey, Ronnie. Uh, I got an Ichiban. Oh, good. Ichiban. A coaching change in Denver means absolutely nothing. The humiliating losses continue. Uh, they let Arizona's field goal kicker run a fake field goal in for a touchdown. Then they let Arizona's rookie quarterback in his first game uh, rack up a 43-13 to win. Well, uh, you know, when it fucking rains, of course. And they're playing a team in red pajamas. There's not a lot you can do about it. Uh, according to this... The reason that the uh, the Vikings couldn't use 
that stadium is because the Giants didn't travel with any cold weather gear. Um, they definitely needed another dome. They were set up with their dome stuff. Uh, craziness. Here's Bill. Bill, you're on Run of Fez. Hey, guys. Hey, the, the, one of the reasons why they can't play the game up there is that the outdoor stadium has been winterized for the for the winter. All the pipes have been purged of the water, and they just couldn't get the place up and running again and having it be a safe environment. Yeah, again, all top. these things uh, take a while to kind of reboot in the same way of having all the cameras set up. You know, it's a very, it's a fucking huge task to pull this off for what now will become one of the Monday Night Football games. I don't know Chris Stanley is going to be able to go back and forth because it's a local uh, game for New York. Okay, all right. I believe it'll be on picks, 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 <laughs> picks, picks. Picks, picks, picks. Feeling lucky tonight, then. Uh, Fucking basic TV. Fez and I uh, each turned down uh, tickets for McCartney. And apparently, Fez, there's some people that uh not only really happily with that. Oh, really? Mm-hmm. Well, with me, I'm sorry. Music's just not my thing. I just, you That's know. That's a great thing to say, except for if you work in radio, where these people, your bosses, love music. And absolutely love Paul McCartney and said to me, Paul McCartney killed on Saturday Night Live. And when I started to go, well, you know, I thought this sounded, and they go, no, he killed on Saturday Night Live. But when I was watching it, Ron, he killed on Saturday Night Live. They're cutting you off. Just Let everybody know McCartney's on tonight after killing on Saturday Night Live. All right. He dominated. Okay. He dominated. Best Saturday Night Live ever. Ever? Ever. Lisa's musical guest. And then we're all saying a lot of good stuff about Paul Rudd. Okay. Uh, 90s. I actually said I had family uh, plans. I didn't know what else to say. You say family plans. Just yell family at them and just walk away. (laughs) Family issues. There's (laughs) issues in health. There's issues in the family health. It's a big, big night for these folks. Where's it playing at what time, Fuzz? Um, let's see. No idea? Uh, we'll find out and we'll announce it a little later on in the show. Uh, because they're just, they're stoked around here. It's nonstop in the men's room. It's all McCartney music. Oh, God, that's gross to even bring that up. But, I mean, uh, there are going to be places for you folks to listen other than the men's room. You'll see. Um... Pat in Florida has his uh, daily. What do you got, Pat? I got Michi Bond for you. All right, let me do this. Michi Uh Sam and Dave show on Saturday night had the great Billy Mitchell as a guest. Yeah, there was a lot of excitement about that. And I don't know what they mentioned on their show, but uh, they couldn't get a Donkey Kong in the building. Or they would be playing Donkey Kong. And uh, I had the opportunity to spend a lot of time talking to Dave about this because I'm going to give you folks at home an Ichiban. Eastside Dave, surprise guest at Fez Watley's big, big uh, football party. Eastside Dave makes the scene. Crashing that motherfucker. Crashing it out (laughs) and showing up with a... I still call it a book bag. I don't know what the fuck you would call it. It certainly wasn't a suitcase. No. But some clothes, because he said, 
I wanted to come to your party, Fez, and it's too far for me to drive back to Jersey. I'll be drinking and highing a little bit. Just a little. And uh, he stayed the night. I was totally shocked when he walked through the door. And he even did the thing where Chris Stanley showed up and is coming in the door. And I'm going to close. He waited as I'm closing the door behind Chris Stanley to yell, Don't close that door. Davy Mack is here. Mm -hmm. So I just, it was a total shock. And then, yes, insisted, insisted on staying the night. Lucky Fez. Oh, yeah. Very lucky. How'd that go? David Mack came into that party, sat next to me, started talking, and didn't shut up until I was in the elevator going away, as I could still hear his voice. Eight hours later. He was excited. He was having he a good time. He is a talker, our friend. Oh, yeah. But I think it added a lot to the festivities of your party, Fez. Well, I know he had a very good time. I don't know if he remembers that he had a good time. But he definitely did. And and I'm like, you're not staying. I'm just letting Why him know. Why would you say you're not staying? I just wanted to let him know that you don't crash a party and then insist on spending the night. He couldn't go back to Jersey. Yeah. So, of course, he did end up spending the night. Uh, Hicks, i got to ask you a question. Is Fez taking this as a negative? Oh, yeah. Yeah. As I was leaving last night, he was like, he's coming with you, right? You brought him. And I was like, no, nah, man. <laughs> Dave's going to stay here. It's going to be fine. He actually said to me as I was leaving, is Dave really staying here? And I'm like, I'm not in charge oh. of Dave or you, but I know you got plenty of room. So, yeah. Why do you see that as a negative? It's just that he can be a handful, and I worry about it. Worry about what? If if something's going to go wrong, like if he's going to piss on my sofa while he's sleeping on it. Well done. He's not a puppy. He's a person why would he piss on the sofa? We have heard plenty of bedwetting stories when from him. When he was him. a child. And when he gets too drunk. When he's had too much to drink, he forgets to get up and go to the bathroom. And I, like, I made sure that the lights were on so he could find the bathroom. I didn't want him like pissing in my garbage can or something in the kitchen. Did he? No. Then why are we hearing about any of this? Well, It'll these were my out. concerns. But this was a big party, a sweet, fun party. Then he wanted... Then I'm like, all right, once I was resigned to the fact that he was staying, um, I'm trying to get the couch ready for him uh, with a sheet and a pillow and a blanket and everything. He wants none of it. He wants to use that filthy, dirty backpack of his as his pillow. And wants no blanket, and it's freezing in there. So I'm having to convince him to please take these things. He's arguing with me, no, I can use my backpack. I finally had to said, say, I don't want your filthy backpack on my couch. So please use the pillow and everything. Mm -hmm. So I don't know why he insisted on wanting to be uh, sleep as a hobo while I'm trying to offer him up stuff. All right. Did anything good happen? Was it like a nice, fun night for you? Because we were all having a ball, and I was like, well, this is great for Fez. He always worries about being lonely, and now he's got Davy Mack to hang with. Why was it so cold? You have a fucking heater there. Come on. Don't make him sleep in the cold. You ain't he, living like me now. He turn on the fucking heat. He I wanted to turn on the heat for myself, and he's like, if you turn on the heat, I'm going to get sick. I need the cold. I need the window open.
And then I just kept hearing things crash in the night. I don't know whether he was tripping over stuff. I don't know what he was up doing. But I would hear like plastic. I would hear things like hitting the ground all through the night. Why didn't you stay up with him? You still had that keg going. Hell yeah. Get fucked up. So, and then in the morning, very, very bizarre. I'm like, all right, here it goes. It's going to be a what about a, a Bob moment as I'm trying to leave and get him out the door. I'm sure I'm going to be yelling cock-a-doodle-doo, Dave. Um, he kind of gets up in a zombie stupor. I still don't think he was awake. He devoured a bag of chips that was left over. He downed, like, basically a whole bag of chips for his breakfast. They're delicious. And then there is the habit of pissing with the door open. So I was treated to that as I was walking by. So? It was just very, very bizarre. And then he just, then, like, after wanting to stay so much, when he decided he was done with the chips and his piss, he just, he was insistent on leaving. He was, like, running out the door and just staggering down the hallway, bumping into the sides of it. It was very bizarre. Not really. Not if you've ever had your drunk friend crash over. Yeah. It sounds fairly normal. The aftermath of a house party. It's really all it is. Um, <laughs> here's Patrick in Boston. Yeah, I, I think in this day and age, a, a party invitation, it, it's always implied that you can stay over. Because the amount of fun you have is going to dictate whether you stay over or not. Well, not only that, but in the sense of Davey Mack drives all the way up to Fez's from Jersey. We live in a world where you can't have beers and drive home. Now, if you're telling us, Fez, that he had blacked out the night before, mm -hmm. you can't send him out into the street. You could get somebody killed. It was your responsibility as somebody um, giving alcohol out in your house. Um, here's Ryan. You're in a fez. Hey, Fez, isn't all your furniture covered in sheets and blankets anyway? Just let Dave sleep and piss in the cat hair, and you like to do laundry anyway. So it's a big deal. I will say this. I had on a black jacket and came home with a ton of cat hair on it. Did you oh, really? Yeah, me yeah. too. Oh, I'm humiliated. That happened by the time I was in the hall. The grills were saying to me, what's all over the back of your jacket? Oh, no. And here's the thing. I don't think that I, that I did it myself, but because uh, your apartment is so cold, I gave HTG my jacket. She was leaning back in that corner next to, um, I'm trying to think who was sitting over there, Mikey Boy and somebody else. The kid? Yeah, the kid. And I guess that became Cat Hair Corner. I spent the entire weekend dusting and vacuuming and trying to get every last cat hair out of there. It might have been on the top of the couch, though, because I also had my jacket there. Oh. Everybody was talking about where could have all that cat hair been, because there was, like, clumps. Ugh. Oh, I'm just humiliated. Um, Jeff, you're on the Run of Fez show. Hi, Ron. Are you sure Fez wasn't just uh, dreaming? He had a man sleeping in his house, and he got to watch him piss? Shit, that's two for one. That, you know, normally people tell this, like, hungover, we drank too much story, and like a happy way. Um, but the whole leaving the door open to piss, what would you do, close the door? Yes. There's no women and children there. It's just a couple of men hanging out in an apartment, all fucking whacked out. Do we have urinals with doors on them here? 
No. What's what is the big deal about this? It's so easy to just shut the door so I don't have to. I don't hear think it's him. that easy. Because you're opening the door already, you're fucking hungover and exhausted. Oh, yeah. Come on. You're taking a piss, leaning on the fucking sink. Mm-hmm. Just stumbling in, taking your cock out. It's too much. Uh Charlie, you're on the run of face show. Who'd you say, Tony? Uh whatever your name happens to be. Yeah, Tony. Yeah, uh, Fez, this is hilarious, man. You finally got to see how a real man does it, baby. He does does it. And he does it by pa uh, while passing gas, too. It's okay. Just close the door. It's that simple. I'm going to guess today, too. It's all right. I don't know how this turned into a negative story. You had a party, obviously... It wasn't an A party, but it was definitely a passing grade party. Oh, yeah. Now, having said that, without Eastside Dave there, we might have had some real problems with that. Because he was a dominating talker. Oh, yeah. He was fun guy, saying fun things. He started the trivia contests that were going on. <laughs> the trivia he was into, uh, teasing Earl he was into... Getting high. What made you upset about anything? No, and then we wrap it up and everyone goes home for the night. How could he go home for the night? He had too much to drink and he had to drive back to Jersey. There was... I, do you realize it's 2010? Yes, I understand that, but why put yourself in that position? He didn't even tell me he was coming. That was the surprise. Me and, and Hicks knew, and we took the thing of, oh my God, Fez is going to be so happy. Yeah. It's like, oh, Dave Max coming over, not telling him, surprising him there. It's a good thing. Here's uh, Paul the Banner guy. You're on Runifest. Hello? Yeah. Hey, uh, I, I wasn't sure if you uh, received my little gift package, Ronnie, if you got that cigar and Pepper got the, the cigarettes and the pralines. Uh, no, I know the Banner came in. Was there a cigar for me, Pep? I sent you uh I sent you a Camacho and I sent uh Pepper some some Marlboro Reds and uh Fezzi a box of pralines from New Orleans when I was there last week. Not received. Paul, we didn't get another package from you, just the banner. That was in the box. It was all together. Oh. Who took the box? I have the box. All that was in it was the banner. Fezzi? No. Honestly. Where's oh, the cigar? No. God. The cigarettes. I don't mind you eating the pralines. But why did you smoke that cigar and cigarettes? No, it was all together, and I put a little uh, little note in there and everything, and it was all packaged all nicely. You still got the box at your house? I still have the box at my house, but uh, there's nothing in it. Run right over. Damn, Ronnie, I wanted you to have that torpedo. It was a good one. I would have fucking loved it. And Pepper, I know you paid 10 bucks up there. They're like four ninety five here or something What the like fuck? Come on, I need to smoke here. I know. And they're like $12, by the way. In New Orleans Pralines, I figured that'd be a good little party, a uh, little dessert for everybody. Yeah, because we were very lacking in the dessert department. There was some talk about cream puffs. That went over to banana pudding. And basically all we had was the early uh, cupcakes. Yeah, which were fucking delicious. Oh, yeah, they were fantastic. Oh, God, they're good. But some of that didn't go along. There was some beverage issues for the non-beer you know, beer drinkers. Again... I understand beer drinkers come off, but we know what I drink. 
We know how it does it. Do's Couldn't it. have two. Just do a little bit. But I don't complain. I figure it's a fun night. I don't want to sit around and look at the negatives. And that's why I think that you should be thankful that Eastside Dave stayed at your house. That he was there all drunk on my couch? Yes. He made the party. I was worried that he was going to start puking. I had Fence. to get a bucket out. Really? He doesn't well, puke when he, he gets too fucked puke. up. He just... I don't know these things. Come on, man. We've getting fucked but up he's like, for guys. Why would a guy start puking after enjoying a party? I'm telling you, I sat next to Eastside Dave the entire night. I was wiping fucking tears out of my eyes of laughter. Just had me fucking rolling. It was wonderful. Then when Dave came in, and I mean, uh, Earl came in, and Dave uh, made that a bad experience for Earl. That was fun. It just takes me back to everything. <laughs> um, all right, Fez, I'm going to look at this. This is sent to us at 202, friends. Fez is a real piece of shit. He's always a little baby asking for help. Then when someone's in need, you're a real dick about it. Now, here's the sad part of this. This should be the Fez... Victory lap celebration Fuck day. Yeah. This should be the hey everybody, did you enjoy yourself? Good. That's the way Fez Watley does it. Let me know if you need anything. Today was the only day you take a victory lap and feel good about yourself. You should have came in today wearing platform shoes and a fur cape and been pimp daddy. Um instead of bringing in the anxiety worry stuff. All about the guy who made your party. Because all night everybody's like, I can't believe Dave is here. This is great. This is so much fun. Um, here's Johnny. You're running Fez. Hey, Ronnie B. Hey, Fez, ever since you started describing the Davey Max showing up at your party, you've used the word worry about ten times. Why worry? It's a goddamn party. Dave, big man, he can take care of himself. Yeah, that's the thing that I don't understand of worrying if he's going to, I don't know, choke in his sleep or whatever. He does this. This is what he does. He's got it. He can be trusted. Come on. I will tell you this. For all the high-end talk I've had to hear, no, weak head. Weak fucking head, Hicks. Yeah, he uh, well, I took only two or three fucking hits off that uh, blunt I rolled, and he uh, was getting a little weird. He's seriously... He's got a fucking head like fine china. It could crack in a heartbeat. I don't know. I was like looking. Yeah. <laughs> um, here's uh, Candice. You're in Fez. Hey, you know, if I ever have to go to a party and I can't drink, I always get a little bit irritated with my drunk friends. See, I'm just the opposite. I don't have any fucking problem with that, but... I do think if you're going to throw a party and you have a guy who's a big drinker, you got to let him big drink. And I'm going to be totally honest here. I didn't see him big drinking. No, it was just a keg. You know, we only have, we only have a keg. We when I left, the fucking keg wasn't floating. The keg still had beer in it. I was putting a hurt on it. Maybe because we had a half keg and only four people were fucking seriously drinking. I guess in hindsight, the half keg was... Mistake. <laughs> a quarter keg would have been too fucking big. Probably. <laughs> you could have you could have had maybe six six packs and ended the night. Well, you know, I worry too, so I wanted to make sure everything was going to be covered. See, you worry in the 
Make sure we have too much. Yeah, there you go. What's the problem having too much? Got some for later. Fuck it. Come on, let's go back to Fez's apartment tonight. It's still there. You want to go back? Do up Monday Night Football? Do Tuesday Night TV? Actually, my feelings are a little hurt from something from uh, last night. No, yes. you, Fez? Yeah. Yeah, I uh, I can't imagine that your feelings aren't hurt about a million things already, I'm finding out. Uh, that the blowhard was the one owner from the league not to show up. And I had several conversations with the blowhard leading up to this, even over the course of this weekend, this past weekend, saying he's definitely going to be there, he's looking forward to it, and then he ditched me last second. Well, he didn't ditch, ditch you, blowhard, because of his foot, he has some health problems, he needed his, his cousin Thor to bring him, his cousin got sick. Well, couldn't bring him over. I also know that a car service was offered to bring him over anyway, and he still ditched me. So I just feel a little bad that I got this big, I can't wait for this, I'm very excited, right. and I made some special arrangements. All right, let me just see if I can understand this. You're upset that one guy came and had fun, and you're upset that another guy didn't come at all. The one I didn't know about was coming. The other one insisted to me that he was coming. I just, I feel, I, I'm a little hurt by it, to be honest. No, you? Yes. Shocked. Um, LT, you're on my Fez. Hey, Fezzy. Um, you got an air mattress. How come you didn't have Davy Mac blow that up? It would have been fun watching his face turn purple while he's blowing it up. Yeah, it's. Uh, I just wanted to put him down for the night. Well, I mean, put also, if you want to put him down, then, you know, you could have uh, called up a taxi and, you know, got him a hotel room if you didn't want him at, at your house. It's a long way to travel to a hotel room from Roosevelt Island. Oh, fuck yeah. And I don't know, late at night when I was leaving, the weirdness of that fucking... Uh, parking garage across the street from Fez. Oh, that when when Dave and I were walking down the, just walking through it, it was weird. And that was just like early at night. It, that that thing is fucking very strange looking. Well, late at night with the fog running through it, no. Oh all, yeah. <laughs> it looked like um, it was fucking seriously insanity. It looked like warriors come out to play. <laughs> oh no. <laughs> uh, Danny Flip said, "Davy Max saved from a drunken car wreck." Ronnie looks like Fez is a hero. That's the fucking point I was trying to make to Fez. That's where your your thought is supposed to be as a host. You can't push a drunk out the fucking door anymore at night. Um, if anything, Fez, you should have called security and uh, had them walk me over to get the car because it's... And seriously, it looked like Blade Runner. I picked up my car at Blade Runner last night. Uh, John, Massachusetts, you're my Fez. Yeah, it sounds like maybe Blowhard might have been a little panicked about his health condition. I guess Fez wouldn't understand that. Yeah, he does have to look out for his health stuff, Fez. I, and we always knew coming into this that Blowhard hasn't been able to get out much. It was great that he 
was focusing on it, uh, it could have been cool, you know, but didn't work out that well. But don't tell me over and over again that you're definitely going to be there. I fe- it just I just felt slighted by it. You were slighted by who came. You were slighted by who didn't come. What about the fa- fact that you had the draft house kid screaming out how fucking Colin Powell is the greatest American of all time, and fucking saying boo to the eggs after sitting there eating a hoagie? I understand those actions. So I kept fucking saying to the. The draft tells kids, well, you started strong and then you petered out. Every fucking time I said it, Dave thought I was talking to him about drinking. And he's like, this, <laughs> his fucking feeling would go, he go, no, Mr. B, I'm really doing my best to really keep tr- on drinking. Really trying to get fucked up as possible, Mr. B. <laughs> uh, Bill Boston, you're in my face. Says, I just want to say to everyone out there giving you a hard time. This is your fucking party. Everyone should shut the fuck up. Do it, says Wally style, and roll it hard, brother. All right, that is true. It's Fez's party. He could cry if he wanted to. And I'm not fucking uh, saying that he can't whine about this stuff. I'm just saying you had a chance today to look like the cool kid, Fez. Because you threw off a perfectly acceptable party. Did it reach legendary status? No, it didn't. But that is only because, you know, it didn't go completely sideways. There was the fact that it was a Sunday night, I think, yeah. hurt you rather than a Saturday night. Mm-hmm. Um, and then when I said, well, let's all stay over. We'll watch movies. We'll keep drinking. You got nervous about that. Well, what if we would have done that? No one sleeps. And then we come straight to work. Then what do you got? Legendary party. Fucking weirdness. Love it. Nothing better than that. Um, here's, uh, Frank, you're on the Run of Fez show. Hey, Fez, do you ever have a positive outlook about anything in life, or is everything just kicking you in the nuts every day? I'm a little surprised by that, too, Fezzy. I'm a little surprised that you, that even if you're not overly happy with it, it's not somewhat of a relief that we're not all in here saying how Fez's party failed. Well, I, you know, it's, I thought it was a fine party too. I'm not saying anything about the party. There was just a couple of things. A guy who kept telling me he was going to be there and then stood me up basically. Because of health issues. His cousin was sick, planned on taking him over. Sometimes you gotta be a little understanding when it comes to your friends when they have health issues. Yeah, but it's. Uh, I know the car service was offered. I think he could have been there if he wanted to. I think I was. I right, think you want I was me to just, point it out. I think I was just strung along, is what I think. With his bad foot, maybe he was. It's difficult for him to get out of his building, and into yours, and he was going to use his big cousin Thor for that. But maybe he doesn't want to state that on the air. You know, maybe there's certain issues that he's dealing with right now. I understand what it's like. I'm one of the few people in the history of the world to beat appendicitis. I beat the unbeatable disease. Thank God. But I'm not taking credit. It's the big man upstairs. Um, here's Steve. Steve, you're on Hey, guys. I just think it's, again, you know, the guy talking about, you know, 
defense is getting kicked in the nuts all the time. You know, first he's pissed at uh, Dave because he's going to sleep on his couch. Then he's pissed because he's going to use his backpack and not his pillow. It's like, how do you make the guy happy? You know, the, you know, one one way or another, he was going to walk out up, upset about this with uh, you know no no positive outlook. So just uh, curious, Fezzi, you know, well, what made you think that his backpack outlook? was so dirty, Fezzi? After I somehow collected cat hair all over my black jacket. I've seen that filthy backpack of his. The thing is, like, black with soot or something. Is he a chimney sweep? He may be. Or at least his backpack works as one. Uh, George, you're on Run Fez. Yeah, how many people were invited to the party? Uh, well, we only have ten owners in our fantasy league. Um, only a couple people, uh, brought a guest, so it was a very, very, uh, tight affair. Okay, because I usually have parties, and you got 20 people that say they're coming, and you got five people that show up. So if you only had Blowhard that didn't show up, I'd have to say that's pretty good, uh, odds there. That sounds downright sad to me that you invite 20 people and they say they're coming and then only five show on you. Yeah, I mean, that's, I don't complain. I have a good time with the people that come. I mean, if he couldn't, one person couldn't show up, I mean, what the heck? Yeah, what's the big deal about the fact that Blowhard's cousin got sick? I think it's just that I was really, I was looking forward to, I had talked to Blowhard. I was looking forward to him coming over. I had things set up for him. And then it's like, well, just don't do that to me where it's like if you don't think you're coming or if there's an issue where you're not going to come just let me know why are you whining seriously this is your big day it's your day to to take the fucking poll you should be swinging the flag right now the success flag um here's brian you're on the fence buddy i was just wondering did uh dave at fez's place do his jerk off list I'm sure he jacked there. The amount of noise I heard during the night, I'm sure that was going on. Why don't you go out and take a fucking peek? Didn't want to see it. Why not? Because Worst thing a man could do? Because I'd be worried about what he was jerking onto, whether it was one of my blankets or something. Uh, William, you're running, Fez. Hey, buddies. Yeah. Uh, I got to tell you, Fez, I'm a big fan, but... If you can't enjoy your own party, no amount of therapy is ever going to help you, pal. If you can find things like that, you don't have the tools to survive in this world. Just kill yourself. Well, don't kill yourself, Fez. But on the other hand, know when you got a win in your pocket. Last night was a win. Yeah, there were some menu issues. We went off fucking thing from the Philadelphia night and all that. There wasn't one... Uh, Philadelphia mummer there. There wasn't any, but there was no Sally Starr, no Gene London, no Chief Halftime, no Pixan, no Captain Noah. All right. In the back of my mind, uh, what I, was I saying to people, I bet he gets John Croc for this, who I know will do things. Yeah. There's always All a right. hope for that. Whatever. But the fucking point is this. Um, just. It was an acceptable party. It got over. I had no small thanks to Davey Mac, the guy that you're, you know, uh, you know, because here's the two things that was happening all night. Dave would say something stupid. 
I would break Dave's balls. So we would get a Dave would say something stupid laugh. Uh, I would break Dave's balls laugh. Repeat. We did that for eight fucking hours. Um, Dave, you're in front of Fez. Hey, Fez, did you offer Dave some breakfast at least? Uh, no, he went through that bag of chips pretty quick. And then he wanted to run out the door. You're so Fez, I don't get you. You just talked to Joey Pants or whoever his name was. Didn't you have a nice day on Friday? And you didn't take any of that and use it on uh, Sunday. What's going on, Fez? You're supposed to enjoy yourself. Have fun. Joker, Louisiana, you're in Fez. Yeah, hey, uh, Ronnie, I'm just, I'm, I'm baffled with this. It's like you say, today is a day Fez ought to be able to bask in all the wonderfulness of the party and, you know, his accomplishment for that. And Fez likes to make it about himself, and it's, you know, poor, pitiful Fez. Like, you know, blowhard didn't show up, and all oh, my feelings are hurt. Why not make it about Fez in a positive light instead of always negative? Right, I'm going to let you answer that one, Fuzz. I'm, I had a good time at my party. I thought the party went very, very well. I'm a little upset about the cat hair. I didn't realize I didn't get all of that done. Guess That's, what? I'm embarrassed by it is what I mean. Guess what? No big deal. Not a big deal. So, and I'm just, I, all I'm saying is I wish Blowhard would have been there. I really wanted him to come. I kept getting told he was going to come. I told other people, guess what? We're getting the Blowhard. Right, we were all in it together, but the the point of the matter is, he couldn't make it. It was a party, it wasn't a fucking business meeting where we're uh, bringing two companies together. Uh, sometimes guys don't make it to the party. Particularly if, like we all know, the blowhards had some health issues, and he needed his uh, cousin to help him out. Sean, you're on the Run of Fish show. Hey, Ronnie, be a buck three eighty, my friend. Now Fez knows how the listeners feel. We expect him to show up every day, and he never does. See. Um. Well, this is going to be awkward. It's the blowhard on line one. Hey, blowhard. Hey, Ronnie. Fezzy, where's this all coming from? When we spoke on the phone, you said, "Don't worry if you can't make it." You said to me. Um, oh, if you can't get there, that's no big deal. If you, if you do get here, you can lay down on my bed and rest your foot. You were a, a different Yeah, person. I made all kinds of arrangements for you, bro. And then and I what happened? And what happened? I said... Bust it. Then I, then then I got that, an email saying Ronnie, that a car service was ready for no, you. No, wait a minute. What email about a car service? I didn't get any email about a car service. That was what your cousin emailed me. What? I, all he did was write an apology saying how I was so gung-ho and how he failed and that he felt bad. Oh, I don't want Thor to feel bad. He did. Ask Fezzi to show you the email he show wrote. Show me the email, Fez. Because Fezzi spoke to me, I spoke to Fezzi, and he was just like, oh, you know, everything's cool and don't worry. And now it's like a schizophrenic. It's like a different person. I was stringing you along. I told you I got this huge thing on my foot, this big cast thing. It's hard to get around. And Cousin Thor, his car uh, broke down. He rented a special truck, big oh, truck, because nice. he needs it for his job, just to drive in. And when he got sick, I said to you, you know, I don't know what else to do. And at that time, it was a last-minute thing. And now you're saying, like, you know, I, I, I was like some kind of arrogantly not showing up when I... Lord, I, I think everybody got it that, you know... You I just make it in. I just felt bad that you didn't get there. 
I, I well, appreciate I feel that. Bad. And we had a nice talk. We had a couple of nice chats, and it broke my heart that I couldn't be there. But the problem was the transportation issue, and you know, with this foot, and I got to walk with the cane until this foot heals. You know, it's very hard for me to get around, and I've missed a lot of family functions. I've missed a lot of things because the surgery was on the very bottom of the foot. Oh, my God. And I made an effort, and Cousin Thor felt so fucking bad, he wrote you an email apologizing. He felt bad to, for me. And as for car service, there was never any offer. I would have jumped on it. From here to your place. Why didn't you just get him car service, Fez? Well, this was after the fact. When I got this email, we had already talked, and then I saw I offered to send him in a car service. Nobody offered me anything. I, my cousin uh, Thor just said, you know, Friday night he said, man, he goes, I'm really sick. My daughter had a stomach bug. Oh, my God. I'm shitting like a racehorse. And, I and hope she's I, okay. And I spoke to Fez, and everything sounded hunky-dory. Fez was, like, so compassionate and understanding. And he's like, listen, he goes, you just got to take care of yourself. We'll get together again. Don't worry about it. And now you're like Dr. Jekyll and Mr. Hyde. Saying Which that one I is he right now, Mr. Hyde or Dr. Jekyll? I just don't think you were intending on going at all. Well, you're wrong, 100%. Through all those conversations that we had. Well, you couldn't be way off. Uh, this was something that I had circled. This was why I even said back when Ronnie was deciding the day, we had a decision. I said, put it on the 12th. Right. Because we were going to do this three weeks ago. Yeah. Had, uh, everything arranged. I still have a nurse coming to my house to do my wound care dressing. I had her come early. Uh, everything was set. And for you now to say that I was stringing you along and acting like a completely different person than you were on the telephone yesterday, I don't know if this is a bit. I don't know if this is just... Something I, I, I'm baffled. I'm baffled I, I don't too. understand it. I I can't believe that yesterday on the phone, and the other day we talked on the phone. Everything was like so cool, and then today you're just like I was stringing you. And I mean, look, it's disappointing. It wasn't fun for me to sit home and not be there. But again, my cousin was so fucked up and so so sad because he knew it meant a lot to me and everybody else that he wrote you an email to apologize and. I even said to you, I'm really sorry, I, you know, I'm here. And there was never an offer of a car service. That's, let's just get that straight. All right, I'm just and going by what I'm reading here. Well, what does it say? It says, I offered to send him in a car service. Yeah, I'm going to have my cousin pay me $200 to pay for a car. I'm not going to take his money. Right. How, could I, how could I take his money in good faith? And, how, you know, and how's he going to get me in a car? He's in Middletown, New Jersey. He was going to drive all the way in with his rental truck. Everything was set. All right, blowhard. I'm I'm sorry, man, but this is nutty, and I did my best. And if you don't believe it, Fez, well, then I don't know what to tell you because this was something that I was really looking to be a part of, and I was really expecting to have a good time. And for you to say that, you know, oh, I wasn't going to come. I mean, well, you can believe what you want. All right, thanks, blowhard. I bet you didn't even say goodbye. That was awkward. Some bad blood here. I don't know why. Uh, Chuck, you're running Fez. Hey, Ronnie, sounds like to me. I, I'm not real sure, but reckon Fez would want some of that ass from that old boy or something. I don't know. Oh, it I hope like not. Don't have anal sex with Blowhard. I won't. He wouldn't show for it anyway. Oh, Fez. Oh. 
Um, Sergio, you're on Manifest. Hey, Faith, you're a piece of shit as a friend. You should be more concerned about Blowhard's condition rather than your little feelings getting hurt. And as far as letting Dave put his backpack on the couch, you let the cat sit there and lick his asshole on the couch. You don't worry about it. Oh. And then I sat on that couch. Exactly. I sat on the ass-licking uh, asshole couch. Oh, no, I sat there after you left. This is bad. Fez, anything positive things to remark on? Yeah, I thought the uh, the hoagies were fantastic. The food was really good, and I think everyone had a really good time. Now it all kinds of feels a little awkward, though. I think the downside is we should have did it on a Saturday night if we were going to have that much beer. Yeah, probably. Or we should have made the commitment to stay right on through and then come into work today. It's not like we're surgeons. I could do this fucking drunk, whatever. Or, you know, hungover. Uh, Hard Rock Johnny. At least, at least uh, Blowhard got invited and didn't show up. I didn't even get invited anymore to things. Well, the reason why is... Wait, why didn't you have Johnny come over? Well, he's not in the league, and in fact, he's in several other leagues. It was oh. kind of a league owner's party. Yeah, I know. Fez just doesn't like me anymore, Ron. I can't help it. Ever since the alleged text while he was in the hospital. Right. He just doesn't want to deal. I understand. Oh, this has gotten really, really tense. Uh, thanks, Johnny. Talk to you later. Sure. Later. Uh, by the way, Kathleen from the Bronx and Bri Bri drove back because Bri Bri had to be at work at 3 a.m. We needed to work all that stuff out. I did not know we had these kind of problems with the Sunday night. We should have did this on a Saturday. Um, Sean, you're on the Run of Fez show. Hey, it's always the same thing with Fez. You never know if you're getting the whole story. He's saying that Blowhard blew him off and had no intentions of coming. Then it turns out that he told Blowhard that if he couldn't make it, it was absolutely fine and there was no problem. Here was this is the saddest thing of all. Uh, Fez's doorman, Bruno, when I ran into him earlier, right? He was so happy that Fez had people in his apartment. So he's like, oh, he's got a bunch of guys up there. It's really going great. <laughs> he was so, because he's known Fez for 10 years yeah. and knows Fez doesn't have friends. So oh. everybody was pulling for Fez to love this. Now, your biggest beef seems to be either the blowhard or uh, not coming or Dave staying too long. But in both cases... Since you don't throw a lot of parties, all you had to say is, no problem, I just want you to enjoy yourself. If you would have said that about Dave, right? Mm -hmm. Since it already happened anyway? Right. You're not going to have another party, probably. You're not going to have Dave back over. This isn't something you do on a weekly basis, a monthly basis. So you don't even need rules. Um, you could have just fucking swallowed it and everybody went, Man, that Fez is a great guy, and he throws a great party. Um, John, you're in Baltimore, you're in Fez. Hey, buddies. Yeah. Look, I'm, I'm sure Blowhard's a nice enough guy, but he isn't Barack or fucking Bomba or anything. He's Blowhard. Get over it. Uh, Bob, you're in Fez. 
Yeah, this this is positive for Pence. He likes it. He has something to cry and whine about. Hmm. Right, that, I'd rather be the party with Dave and Blowhard anyway. Come on, Rick. Get serious. See, I don't even think anything that Fez said was as wrong as his tonality. That it really falls into that grandmother whining thing. And then even Fez... You were kind of not taking the hostess role last night. You were sitting over to, to the side all night. Yeah, well, I wanted to give the better seats for the TV to other people. I was very sweet of you. But I mean, in that thing, did you have fun? Oh, yeah, I had fun. I got. I was a little nervous at first. Mm-hmm. What were you nervous about? Well, people, like, I, you know, as people were coming in, I was showing, you know, where the drinks were and where the food was and uh-huh. stuff. And nobody was, like, eating at first, and I was like, "Wow, I'm doing I'm doing something wrong, and I'm not sure what it is, because people aren't just you know kind of digging into everything." Right. Well, again, everybody knew we were going to eat beaten Philly food, and all the stuff that you had lined up at first wasn't the Philly food. And then, even before everybody ar- arrived there, Mikey Boy did that. I'm going to get uh, a sandwich. And then was like, what, already? And then he screamed out, I didn't fucking eat today! You know, he did this really yeah. un-Mikey boy thing. Very weird, but yeah. But normally, like, the food is presented at something like that when it's built around the food, you know? Mm-hmm. So, yeah, you probably had, you just had a ton of food laying out on the table and too many different kinds from too many different places. So it never was presented. Remember we talked about that? Right. And then in a, I tried to, like, put up, since there was, like, a space issue, I was trying to put things in certain places where well, people could all get to them. Well, no, because you have a small apartment and you had people sitting everywhere. So you had vegetables on one side of the room, mm-hmm. which, look at your crowd, it's not a vegetable crowd, right? But I'm, what I'm vegetables? trying to say is the food never came rolling out. It was already sitting out when we got there. Oh, right, yeah. And since it's not a flow party, you had basically a sit-down party, you have to create the flow. Oh, okay. See, that's what I was like, I'm, tr- I, you know, I'm like, this is very odd. I know this is a hungry bunch. Well, you got out of the way of your theme night. Um, you got out of that entire thing. And when you started to go with, you know, vegetables are next to deep-fried macaroni from this other weird thing. You know, none of them stayed with what you your initial party was about, you know? And you even had your desserts pop out very early in the night. The whole thing would have been over in a half an hour, where if you would have brought it out piece by piece, uh huh, then you got something there. All right, that makes sense. All right, here's something uncomfortable. Look who it is. It's Thor, Blowhard's cousin. Hey, Thor. Hey, how's it going, guys? What do you say? No, not much. I mean, I hear you guys are talking about Gary, and, you know, he, he he's really upset that he didn't make the party. And if you're going to blame anybody, blame me. I promised I was going to take him, and I got sick. I'm actually home today. I'm sick. So, I mean, uh, so please don't blame Gary. He was really looking forward to going. We both were looking forward to going. And I was looking forward for months to going to this this party. So, you know, says, please don't, don't put any blame on Gary. Well, I just I felt like if this, you know, if something was going to come up, just don't tell me so definitely that you're coming. He said that he was coming. Here's his ride. His cousin, so his cousin got what? sick. I, what, the, what do you think? I mean, I rented a fucking car for this. 
I just don't think he was intending on coming. You just hear it Listen. from... Now you're calling Thor a liar. <sighs> Gary really wanted to go. I'm telling you. He really, really wanted to go. And he's really upset that you, you think that he wanted to go. And I feel really bad because it's my fault. All right, so please. And I got your email, and I don't know why it's... Uh, the story isn't straight there because you said in the email you offered to send him in a car service, and then he's saying he never heard any of that. No, this is not. I listen. I said I, I would send him in a car service, but you know what? He needed some. You know, you know he's got a condition. He, he needed, needed somebody help. to take him there. He you needed understand? his cousin's help. It's and, not easy you know, to get back like, and forth like, on this like thing. Throwing him in in a Mexican car service. You know what I'm saying? That's true. He needed somebody to take. So, so, so please. And I don't mind the effort, but I did a lot of running around making sure he was going to be accommodated because of his I condition. I understand that. You know, but you know what says shit fucking happens. It does it happen, does. You know, and actually, you know, and I'm, I'm, I'm still homesick, and, I, and he called me up really upset. And I'm very upset. Oh, this is uncomfortable. You know, and I, and, and I, you know, I told you in the email, you know what, I was really looking forward to seeing both of you guys. Yeah, you and I was what? looking forward to seeing you guys, too. Yeah. So it's not, you know, it's... It, Gary didn't pull out. Blame it on me. Talk shit about me, please. All right? I'm sitting here, my fucking ass is killing me. Oh, Running to the bathroom all night. <laughs> you know, please. You know, this is not fun. Fine, whatever. Whatever. You know, you, you know he's supposed to be a friend of Gary's. And, and you, you, you uh, can I, can I, I am. I just want to point out stuff that the guy that Fez is whining out is about 6'8". Three bills. I mean, we're. Uh, I have never even heard anyone give Thor shit before. No, I mean, look, Ron. Yeah. Listen, I haven't seen you guys in a long time. It's been a long but, time. Know, I, I, you know, I hear from Gary. I talk. I, you know, I ask about you guys all the time. I was really looking forward to coming and just. We were looking forward to seeing you too. Yeah, I mean, I was, I was, you know, I was hoping to, you know, make it up to you guys or whatever. You know, go on to dinner or, or whatnot. But you know, I just, this is this is upsetting. Do, you know, Thor, don't Gary's give it. Still, I'm telling you, you know what Gary's pulled out before. You know he's had, you know, uh, you know health issues and yes. stuff. But you know what, he, this was all on me. All right, Thor. All right, tell you and Blowhard should not take this personal. It's something that Fez is just dealing with today, and all right. we'll all get together again sometime in the future, and this will all be forgotten. All right. All right. Talk to you later. All right. Thank you. Hicks, you've had a lot of parties before, right? Yeah. Terrible. You know, not everybody fuck. shows up. No, yeah. you never get 100% on the party. Oh, no, fuck no. There's always people fucking dropping out left and right. Whatever. People right. still come, still have a good time. Fezzy. Mm hmm. You had a good party. Thank you. It was probably. <laughs> that was the saddest thank you I've Wasn't ever it? heard. Come on. Fuck up. You sound like someone broke up with you at the prom. No, I just feel really bad about Blowhardum. Feeling bad is not... Blowhardum? Feeling bad is not the place to be. That has nothing to do with it. You need to feel what? Good. No. But that's asking way too much. But you want to feel like a person. You want it to have the perfect party. Yeah. That's why you put your vegetable dip and your fucking Pakistani food, whatever the hell you had, out at 3 o'clock when everyone else didn't get there to 5. Was that, like, I saw something behind you. 
that there was like a setup behind you. I wasn't sure what it was. I was going to go over there and like fucking reach over your head for it. It was untouched is what it was. I was wondering where I've been. (laughs) And part of the thing was no one knows when your cat was around. It was all just sitting out, you know. It looked like it had been sitting there for hours. Uh. And people were like, how long has this stuff been sitting out? And at one point, and this was discovered, uh, Dave bit into a chip and then threw the unbitten <laughs> chip back oh, into yeah. the bowl. Um, Mike, you're on the run of Fez show. Hey, yeah, Fez, I just want to say you stick to your guns, brother. Those shifty fucking Norwegians can't be trusted at all. I, I like the new strong Fez. They can be trusted. Um, here's um, Rob. Rob, you're on my face. Oh, what's up, guys? What's yeah. up, buddies? Um, look, I, I'm just a little confused here because now I'm upset, you know, because I don't even know any of these people, but dang, man, like, isn't this supposed to be a comedy show? Like, every time I call, people are crying. No, it's not supposed to be a fucking comedy show. Well, I mean, Where'd you get that into your fucking... What, do we look like fucking least. clowns for you? Well, How, you I'm want not... me to put on fucking clown makeup every day? Whoever said it was, it's a fucking talk show. It's a call-in show. Comedy fucking show. Cody, you're on Run of Fez. Hey, Fez, did you ever consider being a mortician? Because all you are is fucking miserable and negative all the time. You, you never find happiness or excitement in anything. It's, it's depressing, dude. Um, if we're going to be fucking uh, totally honest about this, a mortician even tries to brighten people up. Hey, they're very... They empathize. Yeah, you got to be empathetic. Anything else you didn't like, Fez? No. One guy had too much fun, the other guy was sick. What else? No, I thought everything else went really, really well. I was able able to get the Wi-Fi together. I had the red zone. How do you think the people enjoyed? I think everyone had a good time, the people that were there. The people there was everybody but one guy. Who has health issues? And we got one guy to replace him. Yeah, then you got fun guy. They don't got no health issues. All right, Fred Brooklyn actually wrote this. When Thor didn't show up, Blowhard should have called his other cousin, Wonder Woman, with the clear plane. And if we're Totally being honest about this, Fez. I don't know where we would have fit two more people in that little apartment. Yeah, that that. I don't, yeah, exactly. Who knows what would have happened? There weren't this enough is why people didn't get to your food that you had spread out around the room. Yeah, I was putting. Yeah, I was letting people know where it was so they could get to it. Yeah, you couldn't get to it. Like there was a couple times I wanted to go out on your balcony, but I would have to ask three people to sit up. Yeah, I would love to have seen that view. I just had to look past Bri-Bri's head. Mm. And, uh, and the other weird thing was, too, all night, uh, Dave was trying to get Earl to come over and sit whenever the mystery player got up to take a piss, <laughs> but everyone fell into assigned seating. Every single person had an assigned seat and stayed there all night. Um, Mike, Ohio, you're a manifest. 
We lost you. Uh, Freddie, you're on running fuzz. Whoops. Try you one more time. Freddie. Hey. Fez, did you check and see if Dave left you an upper decker? Maybe that's why he was trying to get out of there so quick. You know, I have not checked the bathroom. I don't know what's in there. All I saw was three giant fucking bags of ice. They look like body bags of ice. They were so big. Yeah, when the keg guys asked, you want small bags or big bags? Said, yeah, give me a bunch of big bags. It was just filled up in his fucking tub. <laughs> yeah. That was way too much. <laughs> uh, Mike, you're on the Run and Fish show. Hey, I heard you say they, they lacked on the dessert department. Did the Tasty Cakes not make it? No, they did, but they just came out early. Fez was, you know, also going to have these other things. We just got really away from the Philly theme. Uh, and then the old food that had been sitting out. Like, old hummus was out there that I didn't see one person touch. I know there was hummus there. Yeah, it was way on the other side of you. You never got out of your chair all night. I went to the keg. I knocked over some fucking forks and cutlery a few times. By mistake. Yeah, that was fucking funny. Really? Don't know how I fucking stumbled into that goddamn TV tray so many times. What was nice is you would knock over the most noisy thing you possibly could. Might as well go big. Those forks would hit the ground and it would just sound like uh, everything was coming down. Like it was the Metrodome. Yeah, I put them back in the cup too in case anyone needed them. Don't worry. It was an uh, that part of it was awkward. Really? Yeah. Well, that the weirdness I said of no one switching uh, chairs and Eastside Dave having that thing with the mystery player of, I mean, obviously he doesn't know him well or whatever. Yeah. But doing that, could someone else sit next to me? Oh yeah. Can't make that one on all night. And they start touching him inappropriately. Flo, Fezzy, what happened to Flo there? Um, I thought I thought I had flow because I put like cold things in one area, hot things in another. Could we move from one area to the other? Well, it wasn't easy, and yeah, man. Did anyone do it? No. And then I wanted to leave the kitchen for Hoagie Central. And there's another thing, since not all those guys know how to do it, and you had, you know, the oil and vinegar somewhere else. We needed a fucking hoagie person. When I went out and, and, and did the kids for him, because yeah. I wanted them to get it right, everybody's like, oh, what are you taking care of him? You have his daddy? And I'm like, what? Yeah, I mean, that's the fucking thing. that It never had that, you know, hey, this is a fucking great experience. It was just go help yourself. It's in the other room. I think it should have presented, been presented. And you got into that immediately when you had... Um, Right off the bat, one person started eating before everybody even got there and sat down. Why wouldn't you we set up the hoagies nice, cut them into small pieces so you're not sitting there with a gigantic hoagie in front of you, right? You cut it into small pieces. People have to get up and move around. You got things at different places. Things are rolling out like, oh, now it's time for this. But literally every bite of food that you had was set out at 4 o'clock at night. And it was still sitting there eight hours later. Yeah. Some came home with me, too. Um, uh, let's go over here to uh, Pat Kennedy. You're on Running Fest. Hey, Pepper, you rock. Thanks. Hey, on the behalf of Blowheart, uh, fuck you, Fez. See ya! 
I don't think that's the case, Fezzy. Classic. Uh, Tommy, I'm running Fez. Hey, I just wanted to tell Fez, what does he expect from Blowhard? I mean, I don't even like Blowhard, but it's not his fault he couldn't show up. I mean, what does he expect? What would have made Fez happy if he showed up? What would have happened then? Would they have talked from 15 feet across the room for five minutes the entire time? What was going to happen? I think it would have been fun if Blowhard showed up. I think it would have been a great time. I think he would have had a really good time. Right, but then he would have been had to hobble his fucking way into that thing instead of having stuff set up. Small pieces released at different times. Because, oddly, you had somewhat of a dinner party. Because it wasn't alcohol and weed wasn't the full focus of the night. It was kind of a dinner party. And I don't think you can leave, you know, some of that stuff sitting out for eight fucking hours. I'm wondering why people aren't fucking eating it. Um, Eric, you're on a fez. Hey, Ronnie, I, when I picture what happened yesterday, it sounds like, like Revenge of the Nerds where everybody's just sitting around waiting for something to happen. I actually feel sorry for Fez. Fez, you should at least had a catered something. Have somebody working for you, you cheapy. You're such a cheapo. Damn, Fez. Mm, I, you know, I don't think that he was being cheap with it, but when the person said party planner, maybe you should have given that some thought since you haven't thrown a party. Yeah, that's true. Because you're right, I did not think of it as a dinner party. Well, pr particularly since you had a Philly theme there, right? Uh -huh. I remember how many times you talked about the Philly theme? Right. And it went away in the addition of things. Sometimes adding stuff takes away from the overall. Yeah, I just wanted to make sure there was plenty of everything. Well, you did have a large amount, but that's what not what they were looking for. And since it was supposed to be about the hoagie, and all these New York guys had never eaten hoagies... Oh, no. You wanted everybody to eat at the same time. You know what I mean? Dinner. It's like, here's a special thing. But if everyone's showing up and you got, um, I don't know what the fuck. Well, all right. If you're doing some kind of pig roast, right? You want the people to show up and the pig is still being roasted. Then it's gotten, everybody's like, oh my God. You know what I mean? You don't like, hey, we roasted the pig before you got here. They're all, all the plates are sitting in the other room. Go get them. Um, so you had people stumbling and out. And I said, is that bad? No. Everybody had a good time. Everybody enjoyed it. And I think if you would have fucking slid in here with that today, like, hey, did everybody have fun? Blowhard, too bad you couldn't make it. Get you next time, brother. David Mack, you're a crazy man. I saw you eating potato chips and pissing with the door open. We would have Love all it. been laughing and having fun. And we, and we actually probably been doing this. Hey, you know what? That blowhard should have tried harder. Or Davy Mac should shut the door, maybe not stay so long. Everybody would have been on your side because you would have been what? The host. You would have been cool about everything that happened. You would have been thinking about others. But instead, it, it almost feels like you're your own mom complaining about the mess that was made. And not all that beer was drank. Why don't you drink more? Get fucked up. Come on. Um. So we'll bl we'll break your fez. Okay. I'll let you jump back into it. Okay. All right. Yep. Coming up a little bit later. It's search, search, hurry up and search. Make sure you're following at two hundred two friends. Great prize today. This is a copy of the book, The Great Progression, and it is signed by Mr. Geraldo Rivera.
That is coming up a little bit later on the Ron and Fez show on Search, Search, Hurry Up and Search. Also in a little bit, we'll be announcing the next Unmasked. This one early January. You want to check out Unmasked show for that. Uh, and Hicks, you had something on your mind, something that was driving you crazy? Uh, yeah, I found, um, uh, it's a study. Mm-hmm. And it's about uh, par- kids living with their parents. And I, it was very surprising as to what the uh, study found. All right, right back. After jump, run a fish show. The Ron and Fez Show. The virus on Sirius XM. You're out. What do you get there, Malarkey? I'm safe. I said you're out. I'm safe. You're out. Safe. 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 Out. Eight six six Ron Zero Fez, uh, the big McCartney concert live tonight, uh, thirty three XM, Sirius thirty three XM twenty seven, at eight o'clock Eastern. Now, if you don't live on the East Coast, you're on your own. I don't know how it works out. I think the other people have different times. I just read in into our boss uh, Steve Bladder, uh, again, who's. Completely weirded out that Fez and I aren't going to the show. <laughs> really? Doesn't get it. Aww. Doesn't understand why we don't want to be there. Um, and I'm like, well, I had stuff to do. <laughs> and Family I know issues. Fez doesn't like music, which I thought was a well-known thing. And yeah. he thought differently. Really? Yeah. Come on. People don't understand that Fez just doesn't relate to music. And... I've talked to one other person like that. Alexa Stewart is no. the same way. Mm-hmm. She said if she listens to anything, it's only NPR. She doesn't like music. And she's a... I'd say she's about as social as Fezzy. She has the same kind of uh, social issues. Okay. Fez does. Um, so uh, one of the bosses just didn't believe it. Did they not believe her or were they just surprised about Fez not listening to music? Oh, he's weirded out. <laughs> That's oh, no. just Steve, but you know, because he's a music guy his whole life, he's totally excited about this tonight. Yeah, totally stoked uh, for every you know for the for the company. Well, good for the company. It is, it is good for the company. So uh, McCartney live tonight. You don't get that every day. Sirius thirty three XM twenty seven tonight, eight p.m. Uh, Eastern. Now. Normally, I will say I'm a big fan of music until you start to push me with it. And right now, that fucking holiday song by Vampire (laughs) Weekend has annoyed me. Two reasons. Number one, all the radio stations are playing it. Yeah. Mm Mm-hmm. Two. Fucking huge. It's on two major fucking commercials. (laughs) And then three, if I get into a fucking cab, this song starts to play. It's playing cabs, too? Yeah. Oh, no. So let's uh, grab it. Real quick, the holiday song, Vampire Weekend. It's probably on the YouTube or over there. We don't have to just sit and watch a show. you got to be paying attention to the show while we're going on. It's not just about fucking talking in the other room. But nobody else is moving, so I can finally get to Fuck it. I don't even want it. <laughs> 
I don't even fucking want it. Set it back down again. Jesus Christ. The fucking explain radio to people. Oh, Vampire Weekend. All their songs sound the same. Now, here's another fucking thing I have. And people are going about, oh, um, the Christmas Santa thing is not as magical to kids. You've fucking deluded Santa. <laughs> There's too many Santas. When I was a fucking little kid, it would be a big deal to go and see Santa. Hell yeah. Now... In fucking New York City, there's as many Santas as there are Christmas fucking lights. They did the SantaCon over the weekend. Oh, Jesus. Which is the same as ZombieCon. Yeah. Where, you know, 5,000 drunken Santas are walking around. <laughs> and this is what happens to the world. You are taking Halloween and spreading it to each and every fucking holiday. Yeah. It's all about you dressing up. That's what now what Christmas has become. I guarantee you we're probably a year or two away from everybody dressing up like a giant bunny <laughs> on fucking Easter. Bunny con. Every holiday, and also, if I'm going to be honest about this, sporting event yeah. and fucking rock concert becomes what crazy shit can you wear to get everybody to go, oh, can I get my picture taken with you? Yeah. Oh, that guy's awesome. I got to go talk to him or whatever. Yeah. It's... Let me get my, can I put you up on my blog? <laughs> You are, you've got a shark as a hat. It's unbelievable. So this is what's fucking happened to our country. The SantaCon <clears throat> is just so each person gets stopped like they're a celebrity. It's insane. They, they, they do one just in the story or two. They did it a couple weeks ago. And I remember the first time it happened, I was just in a bar and a bunch of fucking people just walked into the bar dressed as fucking Santa Claus. Like, what the hell is this shit? That was just can't like, fucking stand it. It's retarded. It doesn't make any sense whatsoever. Holiday, it's a holiday, it's a holiday today. Oh, God, I despise you. Um, I got something from our good friend, uh, the artist formerly known as Paranoid, who says he's done making music. What? He is becoming a full-blooded Indian. He's going to make up a YouTube about this. Wait. He stopped eating red meat, and he's going to run a marathon. And he's, uh, what do you call his fucking haircuts? Like a mohawk. mohawk? Yeah. He's mohawking it up. So thank God that this YouTube docu documentary will come out because no one is as interesting as the artist formerly known as Paranoid. So this is a documentary about him? Rockumentary. Self-made documentary. Okay. But I thought there was any more music. How is it going to rock? Well, he rocks because his personality rocks. Got it. Okay. He showed a little picture of me only from behind. Could I see what the mohawk looked like? So uh, he's making things happen out there. Holiday, it's a holiday. It's the best. Stop it. Stop it, Vampire Weekend. They're the worst. They, oh, they're, they, all their songs literally sound the same. Well, first of all, I have no time for a band who needs a witty name or a fun name. Oh, no, just fucking hip, hipster bands are just literally just take two non-sequiturs and put them together. You can fucking have, like, radiator ceiling fan. Could be a fucking uh, hipster fucking band. But name. I will tell you this, and I was just looking at it the other day. You know what looks like it doesn't even belong anymore is Christmas trees and Christmas lights. They look so ancient to me. It looks like it's the 1920s or something. <laughs> you know, you see, like, a reef with those little lights. It's old school. But then you're surrounded by all this other technology. It's very strange. 
Maybe at some point we'll just put an iPad up and the kids will dance around that and act like okay. <laughs> well, Christmas. in my in my building, there, there's yeah. a uh, there's a there's a chimney uh, fireplace and there's no fire there. They just put a screen with a fucking log that's on fire. They don't even have the fake log. Thing? They don't even have a fake log. It's just like a flat screen with a with a fake fire well, they video had the Yule log, uh thing that used to go on uh, TV. Yeah, and then the hipsters got it to come back. Uh, well, not only that, but now it's available on demand. Oh, Jesus. at my house, so my cable thing, you can hit the on demand and have the log up anytime. <laughs> what? It's free as it costs cash. No, it's free as motherfucker. Oh, all right, all right. I didn't know. I was asking. Um, why? By the way, why do you still get to fucking do uh, commercials, Ochocinco? You blow. You have a fuck shit season. Why do yeah. I have to look up and see you on commercials? Doesn't make any sense. No, nothing. He's does. killing you. I don't understand. Nothing makes any sense at all. Uh, I know you were following this story for a while with Bernie Madoff's kid. Oh, yeah. Uh, choked himself out with a dog leash. Yeah. That's fucking rough as shit. With the two-year-old laying in the other Yeah, that, that was the fucking worst part. The guy couldn't have... Got the kid out of there first before huh? he did himself. Um, Dexter. It's fucking pure Dexter. <laughs> but we were just talking about this, about how... When you get very wealthy, it can weak up the next generation. Oh, yeah. This kid doesn't know how to fucking act without free money. He doesn't know how to fucking face a bad day. Yeah. I mean, I guess because it was like the, it was the anniversary, two-year anniversary of it all going down. Again, stop paying such yeah. attention to anniversaries. Yeah. It, I don't know why. This all started because, you know, you make people make a big deal about their birthday. Mm -hmm. But when they have anniversaries for bad things, yeah, you're like, you're not fucking helping yourself here. <laughs> One year ago today. It was just three years ago today. Connie broke up with me. So now you feel bad today? Why weren't you fucking feeling bad two weeks ago or two weeks from now? It's fine. Yesterday I was actually at a house party. but uh, I'll never forget it when Connie broke up with me. Destroyed me. I don't think you should ever fucking let on that you have feelings. Never no. give that away. No, just be a robot. But be like a renegade robot, like a cyborg. Okay. All right. All right you said you had some stuff on you, in your head today. Oh, yeah. All right. So at, off of uh, calculatedriskblog.com, mm -hmm. they, uh, basically they found some stats of what it boils down to is 13% of people aged 24 to 35 are still living with their parents. Uh -huh. So And they're blaming the economic downturn or whatever. But I, I th think that it'd be higher than 13%. It seems like it should be a lot higher. I know a lot of 24-year-olds still living with their fucking parents. And it seems like it should be higher. It should be like at least twenty five percent. So you want it to be up even higher? Well, I think it should. It, it feels like it should be. It see, these are some shitty stats, and that it's fucking kind of scary that fucking kids are living so long with their parents. Well, there's two things. Some parents dig it in a big way, and they're like, "Well, this is great." Okay. And then the other thing is sometimes like they move out for a little while, then they come back, then they move out, then they come back, because sometimes they feel bad because Connie broke up with them two <laughs> years ago today. Yeah, I mean, again, <laughs> this is one of those stats where I almost feel like, who gives a fuck? Because it's not being forced on anyone, mm -hmm. whether you whether the kid moves out or stay home. But we're always getting into this thing of what everyone else should be doing. Yeah, There's some people who live at home because their parents need their help. Yeah, I mean, that's what I had to fucking pull off. But if you could get out, why not? You know, because also that money can go into buying a house. So instead of just having rent on a party house, <laughs> you know, some people like to 
build up their fucking savings. Oh, I've, I've never had that. You know, a lot thought. of people, well, look at Dave's parents. They had a house so fucking big that it was like a hotel. Yeah. I'm sure when Dave was living there, he didn't have to even run into his parents. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Yeah, I think it's from the, I've only seen pictures. You've seen it in real life. Yeah. Fucking huge, right? Yeah, it looked like a nice goddamn boarding house down at the beach. <laughs> Looked like it's Nucky crazy. was going to be living up there. In the... <laughs> it just, it seems to me, it's another one of those things of do what you want. Instead of looking over your fucking shoulder in each and every direction, do what works for you. That's all. Um, here's Larry here on Run Fez. I was going to say that the the reason that uh, he thinks all those those stats should be higher, that more people should mm -hmm. uh, should be close to twenty five percent, is because you look at him and all of his friends. Uh, all his friends are probably losers. That's why they're living at home. Oh. He doesn't know anybody. Well, I'm not living at home, buddy. Up. I don't have one. But yeah, my friends, sure, they could be losers. Whatever. Well, let's point this out. Are you still living in the same apartment your parents died in? They didn't die there, but they were living there at the time of their deaths thank yes. you no further questions well you know what so you it's called rent control yet. it's called rent control you haven't moved out yet none of you would fucking get rid of this place <laughs> either it's cheap as fuck now you live in long island city <laughs> yeah long island city Astoria. same thing i know you think same thing but i'm going to tell you something right now okay long island city is getting a better name than oh, Astoria. uh-huh oh yeah yeah long island city is the hipper more artsier community or whatever yeah. It's all starting to happen, so you ought to tell people you live in Long Island City. All right, I'll, I'll start switching up to LIC. Okay. You're going like this. You know what? I'm fucking caught up. i got to go to my friend's gallery opening. Now that my friend's <laughs> doing a one-man performance piece, it's, God, it's such a grind for me. Um, I'm working on my novel, which now I'm thinking, do I want it to be a novel or a video game? I can't make up my mind. We should get together, have some Java. Okay. Just try to work out all our projects. But, but if you fucking live in a story, it sounds like you're fucking having Greek day every day. Yeah, yeah. It's like, you oh, know? the Greeks are back again. Right. Maybe a Greek float should come in. <laughs> or two friends of mine are going to stab uh, goats and kill them. <laughs> Slip their throats, whatever. Um, yeah. By the way, I saw the uh, kid today, and he was in the hall. He was part of the weirdness last night. He was the first to leave. Yes. Yeah, and... The first to be talked about after leaving, <laughs> David Mack had a problem with him. It's uh, do me a favor, Hicks, send me in Draft House. You mean the kid? No, I mean the Draft House kid. Draft us, how are you? I'm doing wonderful. I want you to do me a favor and, and announce the search, search winner for uh, Friday. Today's search, search, hurry up and search winner is... Meat Tweet. You want to wait to that? Meat Tweet. Meat Tweet. And then, of course, we have the T-shirt winner. You want to... Uh, also introduce that. Today's search, search, hurry up and search winner is that's Stoner JB. Stoner JB, woo! Hi, come on, Stoner JB. And they won the Ron and Fez signed T-shirt. 
And signed by Liam, too, the winner of... Uh, I had no idea of that. Yeah. Signed by the winner of Friday's, uh, Friday's fucking beating. Oh, yeah. I need one of those signed, too. Remind me of that today, Fez, after the show. Okay. Um, it's a collector's item. Did you... Uh, I know that you're a big Eastside Dave fan. I love Eastside Dave, yeah. And yet you and him ended up on different sides of the political spectrum. Doesn't matter what side. Doesn't matter. Yeah. But even after you left, he still had a lot of... Well, that's, uh, beef and grief with you. That really hurts, because as much as he, he kept wanting to blame me for JFK's death, I felt like when I left, he told me that he really liked me, and then we bonesed, and he screamed, this is how he does it or something. I yeah. didn't know that he turned on me after I left. Yeah, he did. Never be the first one to leave. Yeah, yeah. And you were also talking about the flow parties, uh, the flow problem there last night, where you said it just felt like there was certain people on the other side of the room you never even got to talk to at all. Well, here's the thing. I mean, usually in a party, everybody's mixing and intermingling, right. and I think I said two words to Earl Douglas, right. and now, I mean... And you'd waited all this time to meet Earl. Absolutely. And I mean, I've got the reputation. I'm from Texas. People think I'm racist, and I wanted, I wanted to be friends with Earl. I wanted to come away from this party with, right. with a newfound friend, and it just it wasn't happening. I mean, it was... Well, when you have 12 people at one party, it's hard to yeah. talk to everyone. Which is well, crazy because there's so you know <laughs> no. it, it, it fell in that thing, but why didn't you come over and say, "Fez, I want to help you with this. I'm a party boy. I know how it goes." Well, I don't know. It just seemed like there was a lot of Fez had his plan and it was structured, and did, I didn't want to jump. Did out you know that everybody thought it was awkward when I set up your sandwich field? Really? Yeah. See, I I appreciated that. I know, and I felt like if yeah. we would have done it that way, yeah. And uh, I think it would have had that fun thing where everybody was talking about the different foods that yeah, they were yeah, eating. Absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. Well, because you let me know delicious. that there was the oil, the oil and vinegar, and the way it went, blah, blah, blah. It's got to be set up. And the thing is, you also you don't hand someone their food in plastic and then in paper yeah. when they've never been around that before. Well, there was a lot of work to get the... Right. And the peppers were kind of... Uh, it, was, it was difficult. The pepper was off to the side... I would have liked to set up a fucking Philly training station there. Oh, but again, I felt like the Philly party thing was gone with all the other stuff. Yeah, it it uh it got a little dabbled. I don't right. think that's the right word. But it, who it got, was the person who started eating before everyone got there? Mikey boy, I believe when right. I got here. Yeah, when I, I know got, he screamed back. It's I haven't eaten today. I'm sorry. Did anybody stop you from eating today? Um, I didn't eat that day. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I mean I'm, I'm sure they have food in Tribeca. You could have yourself a little egg sandwich in the morning. Ooh, you don't have to, you know, whatever. Um, what can I say? I mean, even if it was a little tough to get through all the wrapping, uh -huh. the sandwich is fucking delicious. I, mean, I thought all the food was delicious. Tasty cakes, first time I ever had tasty cakes, phenomenal. I know, and that's why it should have been presented that way. Yeah. In a way that you could have fucking explained that to your host and the people who dro drove it fucking 200 miles round trip. Uh, Melissa, you're a runner, Fez. Hi, I was actually just wondering when Reston's last day was. Is today your last day? No, I've got this week. This is my last uh, Friday. Friday will be my That'll last be day. That'll be so here. weird. Yeah, it's kind of um, it's kind of sad. I was, I don't know. Well, there's always a bittersweet thing that takes place, but with you, it's just gonna it's falling into bitter. Oh. Uh, and, but <laughs> the weird thing is, it started sweet. Everybody was crazy about you when you got here. Yeah. And we all felt like we were gonna do more stuff with you. And then this time went by, and now when, when uh, what's his name was trying to uh, explain who Larry Bird was, our old intern. Oh, oh yeah, Mikey Boy. I could not picture him for the life of me. Yeah. I feel like that's how Rustin's going to fall into that. Oh, oh wow. No, well, I hope not. 
I this is how life works. I hope that we still, like, even if we don't see him, we will maintain some kind of front, at least. And then in four years, when I'm, and I plan on being back in the city, I'm hoping that the Ron and Fez will still be, will still have some kind of, some kind of relationship there. At least that was what I hoped. I don't, I don't know. I don't want, I don't want to end this on a negative note. I don't want it to be bitter. Um, it's no big deal how it ends as long as it does, in fact, uh, end. Okay. Um, Fair enough. But we have what till Friday with him? Friday's the last day, yes. Well, we still got a lot of that beer left. Yeah. It's still that keg. It's still there, ready to roll. There's always it. the thing if Fez wants to do another party this week, I guess. I don't know, though. Um, Brandon, you're on the Run Fez show. Uh, Brandon. Hey, what's up, Ronnie? Yeah. Hey, Rustin, uh, you going to go fill the uh, defensive coordinator spot at uh, UT now that Mushkamp's gone? Yeah. Or possibly the uh, offensive coordinator? Yeah, it's going to be, it's bad. We're, it's rebuilding, dude. It's fucking, it's rough. It's, it's very, very rough. Yeah. That's uh, awfully different from what you were touting at the beginning of the season. Yeah, I thought we were going to have a big year, but turns out fucking we're coming back strong. Uh, yeah, 2012 Texas, Texas Longhorns year, are going to be fucking... The shit, they're going to be the team to beat. It's good to say that you're a homer and that you'll go with it without any knowledge whatsoever. No, I know it's it good. Cool. And then when you are fucking uh, finally uh, shown the fucking truth, you go, oh, well, yeah, okay, that happened. Who cares? It's the future that's so good. Yeah, um, it is the future. I'm rooming with the football player. I have to be, I can't beat. So you're shit. dating a football player. That's no. exciting. What? Now, uh, and you even tried to bill, boo the fucking eggs last night and what was at one point starting to be, it was going to be a Philly party yeah. that somehow got knick-knack patty whacked all into... His Roosevelt Island party. Yeah, Roosevelt Island, catches catch can it was not meant i feel like the the boo to the eagle was so it was that's why kathleen from the bronx hates you well, and, she loves and, that town and i thought kathleen the bronx hit it off it was we were so she rousing. shot daggers at you the rest of the night i know hg hg sold me out i was felt really hurt i felt well, really what is she supposed to be your best friend who doesn't sell you out <laughs> no well, you mean, I, I, what's the fucking point there? i know i but sell you out as if somebody fucking cared about you and said i have your back <laughs> I but know. somebody who basically sees you as a slacker like the rest of us do, that's not selling you out. If anything, we've all just been a little disappointing with the strong start that you showed, and then we found out that it was sizzle, no stake to it. And no one sold you out. Everyone heard you boo. What? I don't think... Well, she, pulled her, she pointed out to me, uh, is what he's talking about. I didn't hear the boo. Well, it was... But, but it's not like she's supposed to be like... Oh, I have the secret on Rustin. Let me keep it for him. Well, I thought because we were surrounded by Phillies fans when they were showing the Phillies jumping up and getting pumped for the game, the Phillies fans were like, oh, here we fucking go. Phillies fucking fans. They're fucking Eagles fans. Okay, Eagles fans. Everybody was getting excited. And they, I thought HG was a Giants fan. I don't know why I thought this. And I was like, oh. She's a Steelers fan. And then she said, oh, point it out. I thought, I thought that we were... I didn't know that it was a whole... We had to unite behind the Eagles to be at the Philly. That's my totally my no, fault. No, here's I the fucking thing. It, it wasn't like it. you were cheering for the Cowboys, which would be one thing. You were fucking booing the Eagles. That's a whole different thing. Okay, fair enough. All right, that's a whole. That's a massively different fucking uh, thing to do. Um, Dan, you're running first. Hey, I was wondering when did it all turn around with Rustin and go downhill? Well, it's a very weird thing. Uh, Rustin, you remember when it went downhill for you? 
No, I still, I feel like this, the fact that it's been downhill, I have no idea where well, this Well, here's happened. what happened. Rustin came in. I got an email from Rustin. Uh, I want to intern from you. I'm in college. I've sent Hicks a thing. Let me know what you use because I want to do Pro Tools and all this kind of stuff. I'm like, well, what a little fucking go-getter. He comes into the place. He's going like a madman. He's fun to talk to. He's got a, he's got a great look on life. The second that he found out he wasn't going to replace Eastside Dave, which I never realized was in his 19-year-old fucking noggin at the time, boom, everything drops. He goes into a depression thing of, and then it's, I'm just floating along like a normal fucking college kid. And I'm like, A, I don't remember anybody telling you we were going to replace, and B, uh... All this stuff that you said you were going to do. Oh, let me get involved in production. I mean, in honesty, Hicks, has he done anything? He's given me a rejoinders and whatnot. He put together... But, I mean, has he done anything that you're saying, this is his fucking thing? It wasn't like any other fucking intern could have came in. And I thought the kid was all about creativity when he first got here. He was, he was gone very, very gone home. Yeah. I remember the first day when he came in here. It was very exciting. But I remember thinking, holy shit, this young man's part of our tribe. Didn't turn out that to be that at all. It was he had this fucking fantasy set on his on himself that none of the rest of us even know. And he was like, "If I'm not replacing Dave, what was I ever even doing here?" And I said, "Dude, I didn't fucking put out a thing for anybody to replace Dave." Uh, I don't know. I, I mean, I understand that that's. I, I definitely understand where you're coming from, but I don't know if it's fair to say I, th I thought I was going to replace Eastside Dave, because that was in no way my intention. I think. Did you not say that to me, though? Did you not say, hey, if, if I would have known that, I, I, why would I have even came? And I go, why do you even fucking care about anything that's on the thing? You're looking at the horizon. I mean, here's a guy who's uh, been to all these unmasked. They hear some of these fucking great fucking comics who were saying they dedicated themselves to the fucking art form long before they got any results. And it was all about dedicating yourself to something that you loved, not just uh, because, quite frankly, I don't think there's a big difference between a, you know, if you're going to do it poorly, uh, a, a guy who's an intern because it's going to help him, or a producer because he thinks it's a fucking stepping stone. Both those guys I can see coming a million fucking miles away. And I'm like, they, they lack a fucking love for the bigger thing. I mean, I don't know. I, to be honest with you, I don't think I've done a bad job as an intern. Like, I That's nothing to brag about, seriously. Well, no, I mean... I mean, if you're going to say that, yeah. You definitely haven't done a bad job. No one's going to fucking fail you. Yeah. But that's not the same as saying, I fucking believe in something I'm joining into. Well, I do, I do believe in it. I, I mean, I can't. I mean, I traveled like I left my house and my friends to come yeah. to New York to intern for the show. So, I mean, I obviously have a passion for it. and I love the show. I mean, it's it's like. But what you're showing me now by even saying that is something you did in the past that we were all impressed with that. When you first did that. Yeah. yeah. That's four months old. Yeah. None of the new stuff and shit that you could be adding and putting your own fucking stamp on. You never fucking went to it. And well, it was there for you. Yeah. By the way, speaking of a mess. I want to throw this out here, uh, and this is why you should be uh, following Unmasked Show. Uh, Pat Oswald doing Unmasked with us early January. He's written a new book. I just got it sent to me, and I, I'm already into the early parts of this. The guy's a really good writer. That's awesome. There's a lot of people who write the way they talk, but he writes like a writer. So <laughs> I'm really, and I, I say that. 
with absolute uh, respect because I'm a, a person who admires good writing. Uh, and I'm really looking forward to this. So make sure you're following Unmasked Show. You get into us. It's a small audience that we do for these Unmasked Shows. And uh, hopefully uh, we'll be able to play some of these during the Ron Fez Show. Oh, hell yeah. I mean, I'd this love is to huge. play the Mark Marin if we can this week. I think we can get that done. Um, let's go over here to uh, Robert. Robert, you're on the Run Fez show. Hey, Pepper. Yes. Man, you need to be racing Fez home as soon as you get off work to finish that keg off, man. You ought to be embarrassed. Maybe give me side day a call. Uh, what who ordered the-, the half keg? Oh, me. <laughs> yeah, so it was probably a fucking stupid idea from the get. Why didn't you at least get a quarter keg? I don't know. And why was keg so important to you? I, just, I yelled something out, hey, it's a house party, it should be a keg. And I kind of rolled with it. By the way, no music whatsoever. No, no music. No, you should have been no, the music no. man for him. You're talking about getting things up and moving a little bit. Uh, Kevin, you're on the Run Fest show. Yeah, someone got to tell this kid, man, it's a privilege to get an internship and to go to New York from Texas. My God, uh, what, what more does he want? You know what? The uh, That's not the fucking point. It isn't a point whether it's a privilege or not. Uh, the only point is, are you meeting somebody on the path that, you know, you will know and see on that fucking path? I don't I'm know. not sure. I don't know. I mean... <laughs> To be honest with you, like I, until you started saying you've been slacking off a lot, and I've you started strong. I didn't, I didn't, I didn't think that. Like I thought I came in and was immediately like I came the very my very first day as an intern. Like I was on air for like an hour and a half, right? Which was beyond. And like I came in not I came in expecting to be like any other intern that I'd heard when I'd been a fan of the show the past few years. But see, that's that's where you've managed to get yourself. Yeah. You managed to fucking take yourself from, hey, this kid is one of us to, hey, he's a pretty good little intern. Nice guy. So, yeah, I don't, I mean, I don't know. I, I just, I just, I don't know. Maybe it's my fucking pride. I just hate taking the, like, I don't know. I, I feel like I was, the expectation was, once my first day happened, the expectation was, he's going to be a, a producer. Like, I don't, I don't know. I don't know. Who I, said you were going to be a producer? Nobody did. Nobody did at all. But you had it in your mind. No, but when the when it goes so well, but and I thought it was going great. why didn't you even fucking bring that up to anyone? Why didn't you? We were told you were an internship and you were heading back. You never fucking approached one person here about a fucking job. We never even knew about it until your disappointment level hit. <laughs> That's the thing. I mean, I I had I, at the very beginning. Did you I talk talked to Hicks. No, I I had a, there was an email to you and you said we'll we'll see what happens at the end of the year and I thought that was fine. I was and then it was started saying well you're not working hard anymore so like well <laughs> no that was after the fucking thing. That was after... After your disappointment over it. And I told you even early on, there's no fucking... Nobody knows how anything comes up in this. Well, no, exactly. And that's why, like, I've never been... Dis- like, every day coming here is fucking excited. Like, I'm the only negative part the past six, uh, the past half of this internship is the fact that I feel like, because you've said it, that I've been slacking. Like, that's the only part that I'm like, well, what the fuck, man? What am I doing? Because I'm having fun. Like, I'm having the same amount of fun. Are you tearing up a little bit? Are you getting misty on me? No, I just, I don't like, I have, I hate having to defend myself, and I don't know where to, I don't know where to fucking come from with this. Mm. But no, I don't know. I just, I don't like feeling, I've never, I hate leaving something with somebody saying, you did a bad job at that. That fucking no, I, really bothers if, me. If, if it's just a job to you, then you did a fine job at it. You were a very good intern. 
It's never what I was talking about with you, ever. Uh, Trevor, you're on Renifest. Hey, boys. Uh, yeah, Rustin, you know, you came on strong. You did a good job in the beginning. But I can't tell you how many times, Ronnie, I called with good discussions, and the kid said, Get to, uh, go on to two friends. I'm a truck driver. I tried to tell him several times. And one day he told me four times and hung up on me. Let Is me this guy painting the ass rusted? I don't know him. <laughs> no, I, that's, uh, I, don't, I don't know him either. I, uh, answering the phones has become, to be honest, that's one thing I've gotten better at as the time's gone, but I think the caller's Radio Shark looks like an asshole. <laughs> you got to be an you know, asshole you, to be you, a call screener. You've clu- <laughs> you clubbed the shit out of Radio Shark. <laughs> I mean, he's literally powerless now. Yeah. You've it's, taken away any power he's had. It's, you gotta be, you gotta be a real dick to fucking control the calls. They're, uh, a lot of them can be assholes. And most of the time, most of the things, and I don't know this guy personally, mm-hmm. you can get the info from 202 friends. Uh, Alan, you're on Renefez. <laughs> hey, Ron, I don't think you're beating him up. It, it's his last few days. You, you gotta admit, not as many interns that you guys get have had as much airtime, and you guys have given him the shot. I, I say make the kids' last few days a good time, and he's got, I'm from Oklahoma even, I, and I love him. I'm gonna miss him. Thanks, man. Um, I can do that for him. I can act like, hey, you know, it all worked out. I mean, I don't, I don't even want that. I'll but treat you like a fucking hospice patient. <laughs> <laughs> no, I mean, that would be almost even worse. But, like, the guys, I've had so much, like, this has been such a great experience. Not even just the internship, but the New York, the whole thing. It was so fucking positive my first four weeks here, you know? Like, any time I talked on the air, it was about how great everything was going. And so I think that contributed to the positive feeling towards my internship. And then at some point it turned, every time I came on air, it was negative. Like it was, I did some, like it was, and that's when my, everything started being negative. You came on the air with the fucking running negative shit down. Uh, am I making it up, Fez? No, the one thing I noticed after this turn in your internship was, for some reason, you felt the need to get in almost like a dig at New York. And there was several comments about, can't wait to get home. Well, that's there's no problem uh, with that. A yeah. lot of fucking tourists come here. They're like, oh, it's a nice place to visit. I don't want to live here. It's too fast. It's too stupid. There's a lot of weirdos there. I had no problem with that. I think you, I think it's nice that you had a vacation here. Well, uh, <laughs> Kyle, you're on Renefez. Hey, Russin, I hope you take this as constructive criticism. I like you, but you got to get rid of, you know, I don't know. You say I don't know every five seconds, yeah. and then you know, to be honest with you, it's like you just have some self confidence, dude. You 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 have the talent. You just gotta you know polish it up a little bit. Just take a point of view and fucking be there. The I am not sure, and I kind of and I let. I'm like, what the fuck are you doing on the air? What the fuck are you doing on the air? You don't want to fucking jump at it. Um, let's, uh, I'll just go to you, Hicks. Overall, where are you on the camera? I, I love Rustin. And I think what, I think, I think one problem was, and it's come up in the last couple of weeks, yeah. is that when he was first here, he was super gun-ho. Yeah, and I think he he avoided a lot of his schoolwork and shit, and I think that reality sunk in on him a little bit. And I, and school's fucking important. I'm not shitting on him for it. No, I'm saying you know, that's a priority that you have to take care of, and that's maybe taken away from some of it. No, I always tell all these fucking kids that their first commitment's to fucking school. But maybe the whole thing of you know having interns come in here, you know, the weird thing too is just like hanging out with those fucking guys from last night and saying. Well, here are guys that are fucking committed to a thought. You know what I mean? 
It's not just some fucking ladder for them, you know? Here's some fucking guys that live it. No matter which way it's going, that always fucking gets to me. Yeah. Where you look at other people, and yeah, they have a career or career plans, but it's... It's almost like if you meet somebody who's not a fucking gypsy and they're saying, well, I want to work for a while as a gypsy and that'll give me the experience to go on. And you're like, whatever, mm -hmm. we're fucking gypsies. Yeah. You know, we're fucking the Apaches. This is, this is not what we do. It's who we are. Um, 866-RON-ZERO-FEZ. 866-RON-ZERO-FEZ. Um, Patton Oswald is the unmasked. Make sure you go over to Unmasked Show and check that out. And also coming up in... What time are we doing Search, Search today, Hicks? One thirty. Search, Search. One thirty. Liam uh, will be up against his newest challenger. What are you all upset over there? Oh, no. I was just going... I didn't... I was... I had my hand. I was going to say... I was going to ask. Do you really think that, that I was using this as a lot? I mean, if we're going on a Search, Search, I'm fine in this <laughs> conversation. But I don't, I don't, I just, that when you said some people are, use it as a ladder, I don't know if that's, uh, no, I don't know if that's I, necessarily I, true for me. I don't know what, I don't know what's true for you, because it all kind of went off in it, but uh, I'm not judging you. Yeah. And your thing is, have you been an intern? Yeah, good intern? Yeah, you have. Okay. Hicks knows that, everybody knows that. And I hope it was a good experience for you, and you take it on to do, you know, whatever, it will help you in future endeavors. Absolutely. You know? I had a great time doing it. Great. <laughs> But the point is, you know, if you're in a fucking tribe of Apaches, we're not all looking about, oh, I wonder where our work will fucking take us as Apaches. We're just fucking Apaches. There's no way around it. Is it possible to be, to use that analogy? Because, I, I mean, I really, I agree with you. Is, it, is that even, like, is there, can you be a young Indian in today's, is there, is it possible to get in that Apache? I don't know if I ever presented myself as, like, I want to be an Apache and I want to join the tribe and this Absolute. business is for me and I want to be a radio. Like, well, it has nothing to do with this business. I just love this show. I thought it, it was nothing, fucking hysterical and I wanted to be here and work for it. It has nothing to do with this fucking business at all. Okay. It doesn't matter what fucking business an Apache's in. You know what I mean? An Apache can fucking paint. An Apache can fucking sing. Okay. You know? Yeah, I understand what but you're saying. But they're not like, oh, I hope to take this on to something else. It's just, you're either fucking committed. You know? Yeah. We're I, fuck, uh, uh, are you fucking beat or not? See, I just, That's I don't, the fucking thing. I don't have a life. Like, I don't even have that. I haven't even made that fucking decision of whether or not Nobody I even want to be an Indian. Nobody asked you to. Okay. Nobody asked you to. But you're wondering why we... You know, ended up treating you different, and that's where it had. Okay. You know? All right, buddy. All right. Thank hey, I had a great time working here. Absolutely. We all had a terrific time with you. You're a nice kid. Uh, Frank, you're on the Run of show. Ron, I got to tell you, I think a lot of it has to do with his relationship with Fez. I'll never forget the day he came in there with that hammer and started banging it, or what was it, a tire iron next to Fez's fingers and saying, yeah, what do you think about that? And I remember you even talking about, hey, if this was an alternative Earth, the kid wouldn't even be alive. Yeah. yeah whatever. That's, uh, that's Fezzi's uh, commitment. All right. Do we got to take a break before we come back and do Search Search? Oh, we can take a break. Sure, yeah. Right, we'll take a break. We're right back. Run it, Fez. The Virus. Sirius 197 XM 202. Ron and Fez. Bunsen. 
So you're about to hear a song that has never been heard before. Uh, it was recorded in 1970, days before Inside Dave and left for Paris. For this particular song it is entitled Bonson. Well, here we go, Earl. Professor Bonson, I presume, of the world-class Ogilvy's. There's nothing left to ruin here at Muppet University. Oh, here's my assistant, Pika, head like a hot dog streaker. Ankle pounds for the trouser peaker. Happy to incinerate. This me disintegrate. Set on fire and roll about. Oh, as the children shout. Bonson. Bonson, I saw you walking. I saw you talking with Mrs. Nanny. You said, And long before sleep over to She said, Sure, son, little Bonson. And me and Beaker sleep over tonight. Happy to incinerate. This me disintegrate. Set on fire and roll about. Poke as the children shout. That is haunting. That's one of the craziest things I've ever heard in my life. Isn't that special? I tell you what, every time I hear it, I have the same reaction to it. I just am smiling that this, we have this gem to listen to. Back with the Rod and Fez Show on a Monday. Coming up in just a little bit, it's Search, Search, Hurry Up and Search. Make sure you're following at 202 Friends. Great prize today. It's a copy of The Great Progression, and that's signed by the author, Geraldo Rivera. So that'll be coming up in just a little bit. Uh, there was uh, Tom Brokaw. He wrote an article uh, asking President Obama and John Boehner to please quit smoking and publicly come out, say you've quit smoking, and denounce it. Now, with Brokaw, I thought he was the greatest generation guy. And those guys, the World War II boys, all they did was smoke. That was their generation. Those were his heroes. So I'm thinking it's a little weird to start asking the president to stop smoking. Is you think that's what made him great? No, I don't think it was just... No, it wasn't the smoking that made him great. Mm. But those were his guys. And if anyone needs a cigarette, it's this president. You might want to ask him about jobs or something instead of trying to get him to quit smoking the cigarettes. Well, that's broke off for you. Yeah, and uh, so and um, Boehner has come out and just said he's not quitting. He enjoys his cigarettes. I think he feels he needs it. He also told the kids it really makes you look cool and makes girls like you. Well, it looks good with that tan of his. Just a cig- uh, white cigarette lit up next to his face, his very tan face. I think they were saying the president hasn't had a cigarette in nine months. So it but sounds like you quit. That's what. Yeah. So and now Brokaw's on the bandwagon, coming after him. Congratulations, Obama. Thanks. Seriously, the guy's fucking me over, but personally, but fucking jacking up these fucking cigarette prices. I think you'd be more better, uh, better fucking blaming your new fucking hero, Bloomberg. These have never been my hero, new or old. Okay. <laughs> Though he is probably How the about your president. Way? 
Yeah, jerk off. Uh, they found a couple of manuscripts, I believe, in Italy. And apparently, as they decipher these things, it tells the story of Jesus' great-grandmother. So it's, uh, so that was, so, um, it's, uh, it was his mother, Mary. Sorry about that. What are you saying? It was uh, Mary's grandmother that they've written oh, about. Oh, this is on the maternal side, not God's uh, right. grandmother. Oh. Yeah, yeah, not on his dad's side, on his yeah. mother's uh, side of the family. And it really had to be tough to be uh, for the other grandkids. I'm sure, like, she had some other grandchildren from some other kids, and then you just have Jesus, who can really do no wrong. Here, why can't you be more like Jesus? He probably rubbed her feet and then healed them. So it's just... Yeah, some people even said Jesus had uh, brothers, right? Oh, yeah. Yeah, there's a couple passages where it's like, hey, your mom and your brothers and sisters are waiting for you out there. And then he would, and then he would kind of, den- he wouldn't deny it, but he's like, no, the people that I'm preaching to are my brothers and sisters. So did Jesus have a last name? Um, I think it was of Nazareth. So there were so few people that you would be like, uh, you're just of that town. Right. Now, yeah. can you imagine now being, Chris Stanley would be Chris of New York City. That's right. I mean, there's just too many fucking people. I'm the only one. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, Chris of uh, Miami? No. Uh, Chris of New York City. Which is may have been like a, almost like an Irish thing, because I'm sure of Nazareth would have gotten to, you know, abbreviated to O Nazareth. Uh, Squiggy, you're on running Fez. Yeah, I don't know if uh, Fez sounds like a cross between Porky Pig and Mel fucking Tillis, man. Goddamn, spit it out, Fezzy. You got caught in a couple of fucking whirlpools of language there, Fez. Yeah, it went spinning. Uh, Brandon, Charlotte, you're on Hey, Ronnie, I'm going to throw this out there. I don't know if you guys have already talked about it, but uh, I saw it on the scroll on CNN. They've magnified Mona Lisa's eyes and have found numbers and letters uh, under super magnification. What um, the don't, fuck? Don't really know uh, the total story, but would love to hear you guys uh, try and dig up some information on that for me. All right, we'll look into it. All right, appreciate it. Thanks. You heard anything about this story, Fez? Um, what I'm seeing here is that they're saying that through hypermagnification, they've revealed the letters LV in Mona Lisa's right eye, and possibly either the letters CE or CB underneath her left eye. This could be, it might be just paint by numbers, is how he fucking did it. This son of a bitch is one. Mysterious bastard. Da Vinci, you mysterious bastard. I gotta love you. Did it to us again. So they're thinking maybe the LV was really just uh, uh, Da Vinci's initials. Without the D included, I guess. There's a Project Runway spinoff uh, going on, and that's in the works. Uh, this is going to be a show about accessories. So this is how these shows actually get watered down, where you've taken it uh, away from complete fashion, 
And now we're getting more and more specific with accessories, with basically just a show about purses and belts. I'll tell you this, I wouldn't be able to make a pair of shoes. I don't even know how it's fucking done. I don't know, I get some cardboard, some duct tape. I know, they cut stuff out, but I don't know how you do it. I oh, it doesn't don't, make any sense. I'm out of all the reality shows that you have, these are the ones that blow me away. Yeah, it's really the crazy. The fact that these people can turn something into pants or shoes. All right, we're ready to get uh, started on search, search, hurry up and search. Uh, and it should be an exciting one. First of all, let's bring in the champ. Uh, he has uh, won now like five days in a row. Yeah. It's our buddy from Talent, Liam. Here I am. Rock you like oh, oh my God. God. Yeah, me too. All right. Woo! You know, there's such a thing as the evil champion <laughs> or that guy that you love to hate. That's Liam. You are in the presence of a winner right now, Ronnie. Oh. Um... Uh, what time are you going out to work on the McCartney stuff? This is going to be a big night. This is going to be a big night. I'm going to be brushing elbows with some big-name people. Uh, I'm going up there around 4, 4.30. So are you saying some celebs are coming in to see him? Big time. I'm going to be hanging with, like, Jimmy Norton. I'm going to be hanging with Steve Blatter. Mm-hmm. And I'm going to be hanging with Opie and Anthony. All right. I turn my tickets down but say my heart's with them. Okay. Uh, I don't know why. <laughs> But my heart is with them. Yeah. Uh, but now, let's move this over, Fez. And we've, the challenge today is an exciting one. It is. We have to challenge Liam from the Sirius XM Morning Mashup that airs weekday mornings from 6 a.m. to 12 p.m. in the East on Sirius Hits 1. That's XM 20 on 20. It is Nicole Biggins from the Morning Mashup. Whoa. Nicole. Welcome, Nicole. Oh. There you go. That's music. I like Yeah. All right, so she's top 40 in it. I like it. Is that my, is that my theme music? That's going to be your theme music. I love it. Yeah. And I'm really hoping you win this because we all hate Liam. <laughs> I mean, I love Liam. I, I don't know. I'm going to try. Yeah. I'm not going to lie. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to try. I'm not... The smartest tool in the shed. You well, not sharpest. See? You yeah. Out of, out you really screen. aren't the smartest tool in the shed no. today, but you don't have to be. Okay. You just have to be really good at searching and finding the answers. In a lot of ways, it's the exact opposite of being smart. Okay. Because okay. they get the answers for you. Okay. Uh, and it's exciting. How's everything happening with your show? Everything's amazing. We have tons yeah. of fun. Me and the boys every morning. And uh, Are you keeping an eye on the boys, though, so they don't get a little too crazy? Yeah. I mean, they Good. torture me a little bit, but I'm used to it. They're like brothers. Uh-huh. And um, they like to pick on me, but most people do. And that's okay. That's what I'm here for. That's the fun thing. So you see yourself as a target. Yeah. Cool. All right. Uh, Fezzi, are you ready for this? Do you got the question or I got it? Uh, you should have it. All right. Ready? Now you got to be ready to search on okay, this. Okay. We're ready. Here we go. You're going uh, down, Liam. I like it. I like it, Nicole. Stay on him with that because he's cocky. You're screwed, Liam. And quite frankly, this he's unlikable. Awesome. I know that you point. do like him, but he is unlikable. Okay. All right, here we go. Okay. What real person was Jodie Foster's character based on in the movie The Accused? Jodie Foster did a movie uh, called The Accused. The character she played was based on a real person. Time for you to search, search, hurry up and search. Search, 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 
Oh my god, that music search, is terrible. Search, search, Isn't it? Search, it's search, really, really I slow. Think I, really I think I got it. Can you say it if I think I got it? Who had it first? Liam. Liam had it first, okay. You gotta see if I can pronounce this last name. I have Cheryl Araujo. A-R-A-U-J-O. Let me see if the judges will accept that. Who's the judge? Oh! Goodbye. There is no next one. I thought this was like a series of questions. No. What the hell, dude? That's no. why it's hurry up and search. High stakes. You have no. to hurry. I'm a failure. Well, not just your failures of yourself, but for your whole show. I know. And I know. I let them and down. your channel, which is doing so great, and your show is doing so great. And then for you to come in here and drop the ball and let down... And you were wow. kind enough to give me such amazing theme music. Yeah. I mean, how could I, how could I blow it? Yeah. I really blew it. It's Liam, okay. I'm just too good. It's Liam, all right. I'll see you. I'll see you outside. Yeah, right yeah, after yeah. this. Okay. Send her out with her own theme music. It's uh, send she her really out the way she it. came in. There she goes. Uh, One, One and done. Loser Central out there. That was Nicole Biggins from the Morning Mashup on Sirius Hits 1 and XM20 on 20. I feel so bad about that. I mean, she I seems... Liam, you just you just carve them up one after another. Taking them down, Ronnie. Yeah. This is embarrassing. And like she went out of her way to say, I know I'm not good at stuff. Yeah, you couldn't make her feel good about herself? No. Oh, that's not, the, that's not the That's not what a winner does. Come on, Pat. I just saw no. three guys walk by and they all look like Dane Cook. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know whether there's a glitch in the Matrix. <laughs> All right, Liam. Yes, sir. We'll see you back here tomorrow. Hopefully, we'll have somebody that could to combat you. I'll be here. But, uh, wow. Wow. Was that unfortunate to have it happen that quick? I know. And she's adorable, is she not? Oh, very much pretty so. Pretty girl. She's got, well, she's pretty, but she's also got that top 40 person. I'm like, hey, guys. Yeah. Oh, thanks for the music. <laughs> Yeah. But, you know, I'm used to the virus. Like, you know what blows? Children, puppies. I hate air. You know, yeah. we're all kind of jaded. And she's just got Cynical. the, yeah! She could be a good addition to the Ron and Fez show. Oh, I love that. Ron and Fez and Nicole. Yeah, Ron and Fez and Nicole. Um, Sounds good. All right. Liam. Thank you. Good luck tonight. Enjoy <sighs> taking care of the VIPs. I will. Make sure Ant gets a little, you know... He likes a little something salty with his cocktails, so if there's pretzels or whatever, but make sure everybody has a fun night. That's good advice. Thank you. Yeah. Get out of here. here there he goes. Fucking music. Alright, I'm going to give a hint to people tomorrow. You might find this on Sleeve's website. That's all I'm going to oh. say the answer. So if I was looking to win tomorrow, okay. I would go study Sleeve's website today. Because then they might just know it. They might not have to search, search. They might know it. There you go. So go on the fucking RadioGhost.com and pick up a Christmas CD for yourself, too. Um, should be exciting. Um, yeah, Sutton Fett, we always put it out before it's asked on air so people don't cheat yeah. off the people in here. That everybody gets the opportunity to search, search, hurry up and search. 
before you go. I heard, I heard what Liam said, and I'm sending it back in. <laughs> I don't work. Two hundred two friends Twitter page. Follow it. Um, barn burner, Indiana. You're in my face. Yes, sir. I got a moral conundrum. All right, go ahead. All right. This morning, I, I walked out and get my truck. Uh, Is this? Are you calling on auto tune or how are you doing this? Oh no. Barn your burner. phone blows. Sorry. Sorry, BB. Your phone. Uh, your uh, phone blows. All right, Fuzzy, I interrupted you while you were reading me notes. What else you got there, Big Cat? Oh, I have this from uh, Duncan Hines. Uh-huh. They put out a commercial for their... I saw it was on the AOL, the front page of the AOL, and people are calling them racist because they had chocolate singing things, and then the vanilla couldn't sing as well. They put the chocolate on, and he could sing. Right, yeah. And then also all the pastries there had faces on them. Right. And, uh, and by the way, I never like any fucking thing where the food talks and then we're supposed to eat the food. It grosses me out. And I also don't like any of those commercials where the bug spray and the bugs have personality. Like, yeah. Right. We got to say no. <laughs> I just want to fucking kill them. Yeah. <laughs> You're going to kill my babies. Right. <clears throat> yeah. So this has gotten the hayseeds a little freaked out. The straights. Yeah, where I mean, and I think it is obviously racist. Well, why is it racist? Well, it, the basically the cupcakes are in blackface. Well, there are they're chocolate cupcakes, yeah. but they also have real big eyes and then giant lips on them too. Again, is this your racism? These are cupcakes. Yeah, but they're cupcakes with human personalities. And what are the human personalities? Of singing and having the giant lips and the big eyes. And how is any of that racist? Because it's ba it's moving blackface off of a person and putting it on a cupcake. So you're saying only black people have mouths and eyes? No, everyone has mouths and eyes. Let, let's just be totally honest about this. Aren't we making up this thing, making it into a controversy... When it isn't even going to exist three days from now. Well, it, it will probably go away quick. Very quick. Duncan Hines has already pulled it. Oh, okay. That, uh, that And it was never showed on TV. It was only shown on YouTube. And the point is, I didn't think of it as black people. It had chocolate. They had eyes and mouths. The one that didn't have any icing couldn't sing as good as the other. Yeah, I think. How that, does that come across as racist? Where it's showing that the uh, it's comparing the blacks and the whites, and it's saying that you know white people have no rhythm. So white people should be offended. So not until he put on the black face did the cupcake was he able to sing. Would should white people be offended then? Because obviously black people shouldn't be offended by this. Oh, uh, I think everyone should be offended. They're using Why race should... to sell this product. In what way is it being made to sell product? By making, by putting this commercial together. Right, right. But what is, the point would be white people don't sing as good as blacks. Is that the point? That and then the use of blackface, both of those things. I want you to focus on something. Who would be offended by white people can't sing? Would white people be offended or black people? I would say black people would. So black people are offended by being told that you, you're better singers than whites? I think because it makes a difference. It it says that that it 
it shows them as a different kind of person. A other, superior person. Other than uh, different from other races. So your point is everybody should be the same. Well, everyone should be treated the same. How are they not treated the same? Well, it's it's using stereotypes that that blacks are more musical. And oh, that's a bad thing. It's a bad thing, too, in the context of using the blackface because it makes it like a minstrel show where blacks are there to sing for the white man. What? What? Blackface was not ever worn by black people. White people put it on. That's a totally different concept. Psycho, you're a running fuzz. They're fucking cupcakes. They are cupcakes. That's all they are is cupcakes. At best. And they're really not even cupcakes. They're kind of cartoon cupcakes. Yeah. Uh, the point is, this is always fake outrage. It's never real. It's never real. Nobody's upset about this. I think what's fake is Duncan Hines knowing they're putting together a racist YouTube commercial and using it to try to uh, go viral. Hmm. And I mean, I understand that. Racism always bad in every in any form. I think so. So you do any racist jokes about Earl last night? Did you get a laugh? Yes, I did one. So that was bad. It was probably bad. Earl probably didn't appreciate it. Should we not listen to the Ron and Fez show? Wait. No, listen to the Ron and Fez show. Well, why why we get a pass and Duncan Hines doesn't? Because that. Uh, with any racism, at least um, with us, is honest. They're trying to sneak something by. Honest racism. What? Uh, Bill, you're on the Run of Fez show. Bill. Come on, Bill. Lost you, buddy. Hello? Yeah, go ahead, buddy. Hey, Ronnie. Uh, did you guys ever notice how racist the California raisins were with that uh, herd it through the grapevine shit? you believe they used black raisins and not white raisins? What the fuck? Um, Dickie D, you're on a fez. Hey there. How we doing, Wim? What can we do for you? Hey, I'm just kind of wondering, uh, what kind of cupcake does he make love to? I think it was strawberry. Uh, Eric, you're on a fez. Hey, what's up, Ronnie? What's up, fez? Um, I want to know why Fed thought this is such a racist, horrible commercial. I don't see what's wrong with it. Well, I pointed that out. They're using stere racist stereotypes. Did the California raisins was that racist stereotypes? No, I think that was I think that was a parody. I think of what I think like the um, the raisins were supposed to be like a singing group, like the Temptations or the Four Tops. Were black. They're black, right? Uh huh. Um, all right. Come on, slow mo. Sorry, I don't, I don't have anything here. All right, it's the Ron and Fez show. Eight six six Ron zero Fez. Eight six six Ron zero Fez. Um. Hicks, what's in your world today? What's driving Pepper Hicks crazy?
<laughs> All right, so this was on the front page of Drudge Report. I saw this, and it, it just blew my fucking mind. Um, all right, some guy just watched 2012, the John Cusack movie where the fucking world ends. Oh, yeah. Yeah. That's a good one. And so it freaked him out. So he, like, he watched the movie and believed it. And was uh, the, the whole Mayan 2012 myth. Uh-huh. So he was so afraid that he made a he started hoarding guns and making a bomb-making factory for his family. Mm-hmm. He said he was going to need the, the, devi- the explosive devices to protect his family in the event of the Mayan prediction of the world ending in 2012. So the guy's that freaked out. And I, I, and I guess this is like the start of it because it can only get crazier as it's fucking building up to this in the next year. These fucking people, these, I mean, it will it be as bad as it does 2001 when the fucking computer's supposed to switch over? Or are people going to be more freaked out over this Mayan thing? No, dude, every, if it wasn't one thing, it'd be another. Mm-hmm. All right? You got 300 million people in the country. We got some nuts. They're gonna pick something to fixate on. It could really be a weird. book, a TV show, whatever. There's not a lot we can do about it. Well, why is his family going along with it? <laughs> I don't. Well, you know, it's very weird. You know, uh, we brought up about the Randy Quaid stuff before, and Vanity Fair has done a thing of both of them. And there's actually even a thought that somehow they're in their own crazy world together. Okay. But reading it. It really does seem like the chick is a little crazy, and from Randy's point of view, that's my chick. She wow. tells me the shit I need How to see. Is. So in a way, it's almost like he's in a cult. Okay. But he's in a cult of just the two of them, you know? <laughs> and this um, woman just got her hooks into Randy Quaid? Yeah, but I don't think it's like she's doing any of this stuff like on purpose yeah. to be conniving. I think she's just fucking batshit and chemically uh, imbalanced. There's no way around it. Um, oh man! Let's go over here to Steve, Ohio. You're on my face. Hey, buddies. Yeah. Hey, I had a question for you, Ronnie. I was wondering your opinion about that guy who came out. He like represents the cabbies union out there in the city, and he is a black Latino guy who is coming out and telling his cabbies that he is encouraging them to profile. Uh, to try and prevent additional cab violence and to profile against blacks and Latinos. And the guy's actually coming out saying that uh, he recognizes the fact that blacks and Latinos are the criminal element problem uh, for the cabbies, even though he's black and Latino. And people are criticizing him, and some people are loving it. What do you think? Uh, this is the first time I'm hearing this story. I haven't seen the story yet. Hicks, you're familiar with this? Yeah, guy, he, he just, he's, like this guy said, he's the head of a, a cabbie union, and he said, don't pick up black people, don't pick up a smash. Because a cabbie just got shot three or four times, a livery cab driver. Yeah, the livery cab is a totally different thing. And that's what, when we say that, it's like, in New York, it means saying we're sending for a car. Yeah. <clears throat> and it's one of the black cars that comes out Lincoln, and picks, yeah. picks people up. And generally, those are the guys that get clipped for whatever reason. Uh, and it's been like that as long as I've been in New York. Oh, yeah. Th- th- those guys always get fucking... They, they get fucked with the most, sadly. Um, and do you do you know why that is, Hicks? Do you know any reason that um, it goes down? They carry more money? Uh, it's... All right, well, those type of cabs, like this... Yellow cabs, for people who don't know, are only available in, in lower... Man- from In Manhattan. And that's below probably 120-something street. Otherwise, it's almost impossible. Every other, every other borough, it's all livery cabs. So there's there's just more of them, so it, it's a higher. It's you know. It's, you tell me there's more of those than there are yellow cabs. I would think so. Yeah, I mean, because livery uh, yellow cabs are only in Manhattan. They don't. If you try to get a well, motherfucker to go out to Queens or Brooklyn, it's impossible. You know, you say that, but there's a lot more in Brooklyn than there ever was. In, it's it's changing a little yeah, bit. Yeah, ten years. <laughs> Brooklyn is starting to be like downtown. Yeah, going to Williamsburg. Um. All right. So again, we're back into the racism stuff. Yeah. 
pretty much. But yeah, I read that in the paper. It was you know, pretty shocking. Just you know. uh, Mike, you're on the Run of Fez show. Hey, what's up, buddy? What do you say? Um, I was wondering if uh, Fezzy was implying that there was such thing as racist compliments. I mean, isn't that kind of contradictory? Um, I think there's racist compliments. How, how is it racist if you're saying something positive about somebody? Well, it's I, not, I think racism is in, in the intent, isn't it? Not, not in what's said, but it didn't... I mean, I think you're, you're confusing racial uh, stereotyping with racism. Racism is, uh, it seems like there's a lot more intention behind Um, let's go over here to Anonymous. You're on the Run of Fez show. Hey, Ron. How's it going, my man? Yeah. Hey, uh, I got a spy report here for you. Let me hit this. Spy report, spy report, spy report. Spy report. Okay, uh, Roseanne Barr is coming out with a new show that's going to be debuting this fall. It's going to be called 430 Rock. Um, let's head on over here to um, Kevin. Kevin, you're on the Run of Fez show. Hey, buddy. Yeah, buddy. Hey, I've been in the restaurant business damn near my entire life. And if you ask any black waiter who's the worst tippers, they're always going to tell you that it's black people. I mean, what's wrong with a cabbie one to racial profile? I don't see anything wrong with it. Later. Peace. Yeah, this guy's name's Fernando Mateo. The guys have the uh, union. And he's, he basically says, he says this, I'm asking black and Hispanic people to profile, profile their own. So how the hell can this be racist? Well, they can still be racist. Yeah. It's not only it's not whites that a... can be racist. <laughs> Stop making a great complaint. Although that you would hear that because no one has a big complaint about white racism. But obviously prejudice exists. Prejudging people exists. Now. In the fucking thing of this guy's union, to be totally honest here, you ain't the one driving in the bad neighborhoods and maybe getting a fucking bullet in the back of your head. No. It's hard for me to be tough on some of these guys when their life is on the line <laughs> for basically pennies. Yeah, for, for dick fucking chicken money. Now, I can understand that. It needs to be talked about. And if anything, we need to make every neighborhood as safe as every other neighborhood. Yeah. That's the fucking, that's the far off point. And that's how you fucking beat racism. Um, because you make, you, you do give more equality. But at the same time, I can understand as of today, it's very difficult for some of these cab drivers, even if they are black, to pull into a ghetto neighborhood yeah. where, you know, they could end up in trouble. Um, Brian, you're on a fist. Hey, hey, Ron. Hey, Fez. How you doing today? Hello? Yeah. Hello? Oh. You're on with us, bro. Uh, Lewis, you're on the Run of Fez show. Yeah, I just want to call out Fez for a minute. I think Fez is racist for thinking all cupcakes are white. Didn't he say those cupcakes were in blackface? Why can't they just be black guy cupcakes? They were white cupcakes, uh, and the chocolate, the brown, was put on them. But why does chocolate mean African-American? Why can't chocolate mean chocolate? Why couldn't anyone have taken the thing of, hey, you need a little sweetness in you to be able to sing? Or Isaac, why is it we immediately leap into race when, in fact, they're cartoon fucking cupcakes and nothing else? And if I see a cart, uh, is Bugs Bunny white or black? Um, 
I don't know. I'd, I'd say he's white if I had to pick a race for him. Why would you do that? Um, what she, about him seems white? Uh, I guess it would just be maybe the way he speaks or something. The way he speaks is white. Yeah, I, I guess. There's a certain way white people speak. I hadn't thought of it. I'm trying to th- I guess if he was a person, I would what think What about Mickey be- Mouse? Mickey Mouse, I think, is more black. Well, what about his personality is black? Um, I don't. I, I, I don't know. It's there's uh, nothing about his personality is black. You're just going on the fact that the character is drawn black. Oh, okay, yeah. So you're putting. Something, I'm not saying okay. I'm asking you. You know, uh, but if no one ever thinks as Mickey Mouse as black or white, nor do we do that with Bugs Bunny, because they're fucking cartoons. Why are these cupcakes black or white? Bugs Why Bunny. Are they just, Fucking cartoons. Is a gray bunny. Um, Joe, Pittsburgh, you're in my face. Hey, Ron, how you doing? Uh, I just wanted to tell you now that delivery drivers in New York, they aren't supposed to be picking up anybody on the street. They're supposed to be called out by phone. And a lot of times they get robbed when they pick people up off the street. Well, let's be honest. If it rains, they'll all pull over. Yeah. On a raining day, yeah. they come over and they'll charge you whatever they want. I'll take $35 to go. <laughs> Scumbags. Yeah, they are. <laughs> so for that reason, Joe, sometimes I hope some of them get shot. And just on my own personal wet feet. No other reason. Um, 866-RON-ZERO-FEZ. 866-RON-ZERO-FEZ. Sal, New York. You're yeah, Ron, what's going on here? Look, um, I want to tell you the truth about this. You know, I'm a Hispanic driver, and I don't pick up blacks and, and, and people in the street like that. You know, most of my clientele is all white, and, and I don't have many problems with that. You know, statistics and facts, that's what it is, mm. you know? And I don't care what anybody says. I, I deal with it every day. And, you know, that, you know, people calling to get a car is one thing, and when you see somebody in the street and just pick them up, it's illegal to do that, but, you know, you got to make money. What's it does do? happen. Every guy does do it. You know what you're going to do? Leave everybody in the street? Yeah. Yellow cabs don't go to certain neighborhoods, and that's the, that's, the, that's the facts. You know, black and white, the neighborhood, the yellow cabs don't stop for black people, as it is. I see it every day. Now, Sal, if you go into some of these neighborhoods, how fucking scared are you? Uh, well, you know, I'm from the streets. I'm hard knocks, brother. But, yeah. you know, some streets you're just not going to go pick up. You're going to go there. They're going to have, guns on, them, they're gonna have you... guns on them. And, you know, you yeah. don't want to deal with that kind of, you know, that clientele. You, got, you could be the money. toughest guy in the world. Somebody puts a gun to the back of your head. There's very little you can do about it. That's very true. little. That, that's that's true. Got to keep it moving after that. But you know you got to have a you know street smart. You got to know who you're picking up, where you're going to, and you know hopefully you're not the one. You're not going to be the victim tonight. You know. All right. Appreciate it. Let's face it. Mike Tyson might have been the baddest ass I ever saw in my, in my life. Fez puts up a gun to the back of Mike Tyson's head. Fez has won this one. Yes. No, Fez does dick. that thing of afraid to pull the trigger. No. And you got to be able to pull it if you want to beat Mike Tyson. Um, Travis, you're on the Run of Fez show. Hey, buddy. Say, Fezzy, uh, the commercial that I saw, the cupcakes weren't white. They were yellow cake cupcakes. Well, yeah, I guess it was like a yellow cake, but it was obviously much lighter than the chocolate ones singing. Well, right, but you're saying it's racist against white people. Wouldn't it really be racist against Asians? Um, I don't think so. Why not? Really? Because they're yellow Cake cupcakes, whereas before you thought said they were a white. Yeah, I think it was a difference between tr- trying to use a racial difference between chocolate and a vanilla. 
Mm. But wouldn't it not but be yellow vanilla? Yellow is not vanilla. It's not? Yeah. No. Mm-mm. No. Well, I still think the position of a very light one versus a very dark one, and then w- the light one can't sing, it's racism. But well, if it's going yellow, the only Asian I know that can sing is Asian Steve Perry. Um, I just got something from Blowhard 10 minutes ago. It says, oh. please that, tell me that Fezzi was doing work today on me. If not, I'm stunned. No, I wasn't doing a work. I'm going to write back. Fez was kidding, and he's nuts. Don't pay any attention. What about that song, uh, Yellow Man, by uh, Randy Newman? Is that racist? Um, I'm not real familiar with it. But, but you're it- somewhat familiar. No, I'm not at all familiar. Just a little. Oh, well, because you said real familiar. I thought maybe you were somewhat familiar. No, I, I, don't, I don't know it. I'm sorry. Um, all right, let's head on over here to uh, Bill. Bill, you're on running Fez. Hey, Ronnie B. Yeah, Fez, he's got the argument. It's Mayor Wayne Egan down in New Orleans out at Katrina. He was calling it Chocolate City. Then when he was trying to explain himself, he said, you take the vanilla, you mix in the chocolate, and you get yourself a Chocolate City. I mean, he was backtracking because he meant chocolate. He was referring to black is exactly what he was referring to. Higgs, why do people have to be like this? When I notice this about you, you don't see color. Oh, no, not at all. No, I I just see cupcakes. If there was only one way that for people to be judged, how would you think that should be, Fess? Um, I guess by their character. Just by their character? So you wouldn't divide people? Like, would one of the character things that would be down for you, would this be a character uh, problem for you if a man had sex with another man? Yeah, that's okay. fucking creepy. All right, so I can go by character. So as long as a black man not on the down low. Oh, no. Um, but if that guy's not hurting someone else. Oh, he's, if he's paying a guy in the ass, he's definitely hurting someone. Yeah, I guess so. Not if it's consensual. Uh, what about spreading uh, AIDS? That's not good if you know you're doing it. If you're doing it on purpose. That's harming people. Um, Lance, you're on my face. Hey, what's going on, guys? I'm going to put my muffler down real quick. Oh, man, I'm starving. Hey, uh, Fezzy, how, how, how do you know so much about music when you don't even listen to it? Well, I know about the stereotype of hmm. a blacks being considered a musical people. That stereotype. Sounds a little racist to me, Ronnie. Yeah. It is racist. Would you uh, consider the term blue-eyed soul to be? Racist. Um, I wouldn't think so. Why not? It's a it's a kind of soul, right? Well, it's a soul. It's white people singing soul. Okay. Um, yeah, I guess maybe that it. Uh, well, I don't know. It's uh, no, it's just it's just what those people are singing. I don't think it's racist. 
Well, uh, when a white person sings a black person's song, it's called Blue-Eyed Soul. And why not just call it Soul? Okay, all right, I see what you're saying now. Yeah, that's racist. That is racist. Against two. Um, to divide it up to say that's who, against who, white people. So it's against white people. Yeah. What if you, I can tell you we can handle it? It's not a big deal. I, I still don't think it's right to make the um, distinction. Um, well, soul music is a distinction itself, right? Right, yeah. But that is soul meaning black, like soul food. It's already making a distinction based on race. All right, I thought it was just on a style of music. No. That's why you would say blue-eyed soul. That's why uh, when you say soul food, you're basically talking about African-American food. Um, here is, uh, oh, geez, it's been a long time, Skidmark. Hey, boys, what's going on today? Hey. Hey, there's a guy that uh, named Fez that plays a character on a radio show. I wonder how that affects Todd in, in Todd's real life. Well, what's your real name, Skidmark? My name is Rick. Right, why don't you just call him as Rick? Because I like Skidmark better. Everyone knows me as Skidmark. Rick is an adult's name. I'm going to start and call you that. Oh, that's cool. That's cool. You want me to call back in with Rick and say the same thing? No. Rather you never did. Take care, uh, Rick. John in Florida, you're on a fez. You know, Fezzy should know something about stereotyping. He stereotyped uh, sheepy. In what way? I tried to call him out. Oh, yeah, said he was gay. That is true. I don't think that was stereotyping. What was it? It was a mistake on my part, and also I feel like a little bit of a setup on Cheapy's part. Cocktees? Could be, yeah. How could that be? He was literally teasing your cock? What's wrong? Uh, I don't feel good when you say he was going to tease another guy's cock, or he was getting his cock teased by another guy. Now what I hear you say, it makes me sick. Uh, Something that never comes up about uh, Sheepy. I think he was probably the finest child actor of his generation. Where he was playing a child even as a full-grown man. No one? Because no I think him. Sheepy, even now, is the same age Jim Morrison was when he died. But he still acts like, Okay, I'm me going to go to big show. <laughs> you know, he's like a children like, I don't understand the sex. And I'm looking at him like, Cobain was dead when he was your age. He was already over. He already burnt out his own life by the time. Oh, those kid actors really turn into crybabies, too, don't they? Oh, yeah. Everyone oh, my parents stole my money. Oh, and nothing me ever like worked shit. out. I had a TV show for seven years, and now I don't. <laughs> this fucking business blows. Wish I had more Coke. When I see, yeah, when I'm seeing, like, fucking Danny Bonaducci or Eve Plum or any of those uh -huh. people, like, I don't have a TV show. They just turned their back on me. I go, I don't have a TV show. I don't feel like somehow I've been abused. <laughs> You, you're mad because you at once got something. Yeah. It's almost like you're going around going, I hate life. I stopped getting free turkey. <laughs> I don't have a trailer anymore. This is bullshit. I only uh, pre prepared a couple minutes to use over an entire gig, and I ran out of it within seconds. Ah! Ah! Out of all the kid actors, who was your favorite of all time? Oof. It's got to be Opie. it got to be Ron Howard. The best Ooh, fucking child actor. I didn't even think of that. 
guy rocked it hard. And he cut, came out of that stupid fucking bullshit of, you know, my life blows. No, fuck no, it. No, he never did. Let's he never become a director. Up. Let's fucking become the man. Well, you know what? People, you know, I for some reason when I think of Ron Howard, and I know this is crazy, but I think of Happy Days. But even before that, either when he was playing Opium Mayberry, but he did The Courtship of Eddie's Father when he was a little kid. Oh, yeah. He was fucking that. amazing. <laughs> the music man, amazing. I was like a little, little kid. And he was in the Twilight Zone episode, too. I remember as a little kid where he What's, like controlled the town or whatever. He was the one that they later redid differently that fucking like sealed up his sister's mouth or some shit. Like Cartoon Land or something? Possibly. I know. I only know that other movie one with that little kid that did that. But let me say this. Is there anybody better than Shirley Temple? Oh, wow. When she was a little kid, here's the fucking thing about Shirley Temple. She was a movie fucking star. Like people were lined up. They didn't even know what the movie was going to be back in the (laughs) 1930s. They're like, oh, there's this little girl. She's so fucking cute. She sings and dances and everybody likes her. Yeah, I was I was gigantic back, you know, when there was fucking nine name movies coming out and people were just fucking losing their shit over. Her. Sling Blade Kid was always good. And he grew up into a good actor. I don't know if he did enough as a little kid. Oh no, to, not at all. I mean he's a great little actor, there's no doubt about it. And he was fucking amazing as Sling Brett Blade's friend. But I don't <laughs> think he did enough. Yeah, why did his parents jump on that? Come on. I'll tell you somebody else. Fucking Home Alone was good. <laughs> and I don't know why he did not legally have his name changed. To Home Alone. That could have worked out a hell of a lot better from him than McCulkin. The fuck was he doing? I'll tell you what he's doing there right now. He's uh, living with that chick from fucking um, uh, Black Swan. Oh, what the fuck? McCulley. Hell, god damn it, he's good for himself. What's her name? Mila something? Uh, Mila Kunis. He's been with her for eight fucking years. God damn. Ah! Just fucking screaming. <laughs> ah! Every time he comes, it's fucking unbelievable. <laughs> He lets out that fucking scream. Wow, she's been dealing with that for eight years? Loving it. Okay. Loving it. Not even slightly interested in anyone else. By the way, did you see the Black Swan movie? No, I haven't seen it yet. I really want to really badly. You normally I'm go... Broke. Um, and the bootleg isn't out yet. But you don't want to see it in bootleg, I don't think. Really? Yeah. I will say this. Is it good? Yeah. I'm not going to say... That it's not, but it's, I don't know if I would recommend it to anyone. Really? It's and that, is it, oh, I don't want to ask, really want to know anything about it. I want to try to, all right, your favorite director, what's his name? Uh, Aronofsky. Aronofsky, yeah, he's fucking amazing. What's his first name? Darren. Do you ever notice, like, he thinks that the human body is gross? <laughs> you well, get a, a lot of shit that, I, to me, just like gross human body stuff, that's mm-hmm. harder to look at than a slasher film. Oh. You know what I mean? I, see, I, I know. I know what you're saying. I, like in the yeah, in the wrestler, you, you see yeah. him break down. In fucking Rocking for a Dream, the arm gets cut off. Right. And there's the ass to ass. There is something about him that he is grossed out by the human body. That I I don't and I don't know whether it's because it's a girl. In this, I find it way more fucking difficult to watch. Oh, man. Than uh, any of the scenes in The Wrestler. Maybe of any of his yeah. fucking films. Oh, wow. Um, Nick, you're on the Run of Fez show. Yeah, how you doing today, guys? Yeah. Uh, I don't think anyone can compare with Mickey Rooney. Almost 100 years. Come on. Um, Mickey Rooney, those Andy Hardy things, 
were fucking adorable. And that's where, like, the phrase comes from of, hey, kids, we're putting on a show. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, he, those fucking things invented that. But he was so fucking funny as a little kid. And he had, like, one of the best things that you could get as a little kid actor. And that's, like, just like a short problem. The last thing you want to do <laughs> is if you're managing a little kid actor is to have them sprout oh, for any moment. Oh, you're fucked. <laughs> I love Sp Spanky McFarlane Sp and baby Spanky. Hold on. Do you think Spanky was even the best of the R gangs? Because I'll put Porky up as being ten times fucking cuter and ten times weirder. Anytime I'm watching any of those and a Porky's in it, yeah. fuck, I'm happy. <laughs> when I see Porky eating um, just a um, like a fucking flower or something, I crack up. Spanky was adorable as he was little. The older he got, he got really strange until he was like a 13-year-old old man, you know? He was just like, it was like he was 58 when he was 13. Uh, eight six six run zero fez eight six six run zero fez. Um, hey. Yeah, go ahead. Oh, uh, and you, also we were talking about Black Swan. Nally Portman was great in the professional. She was a great little actress. Oh in that. yeah, she was great. You ever and see the director's cut? Ever no, see, oh, and beautiful girls too. What happened to the director's cut? Of uh, it's like it gets he, he like gets drunk with her in a in a restaurant. Yeah, and it's really it's he's gonna fuck her. It's really fucking... And she starts kissing him and making out with him in the restaurant. It's fucked up. Um, that's strange. No, I've never seen a director's It's fucking cut. really weird. Now I don't even want to buy it. Because <laughs> I look like a fucking <laughs> lunatic. Um, it's our buddy Pat from Long Island. Hey, Pat. Hey, Ronnie. How's it going? What's Good. up, Fezzy? I hate to correct Pepper, but it wasn't uh, Ron Howard that was in that episode of Twilight Zone. It was Bill Mooney, who also played Will Robinson. On Lost in oh, Space. Oh, okay, he, good call. They probably look the same to fucking Pep. Yeah, I guess. Yeah, and um, the episode was called It's a Good Life. All right. Now, uh, Pat, I know you like a lot of strange movies and stuff. Who was the best little kid actor all time? Jeez, uh, I don't know. I mean, Kurt Russell was was amazing Ooh, when he, he was computer the biggest star in America issues. in the 1970s as a kid star. Here's a weird thing that they said Walt Disney's last words was Kurt Russell. What? That they never figured out why he said it, but he was laying there on, <coughs> in his deathbed, and maybe he was putting together a movie in his uh, in his head, yeah. or maybe he just wanted to see Kurt Russell come in, but he just goes like this. Kurt Russell. Oh, And fucking God. died. That's spooky. Hope Kurt you Russell. ever think about your last words, what you want them to be? Oh, no, never. How about you, Fizz? Um, no, I have I got mine down, too. What's that? I can't believe I outlived Fez by 45 years. Shocking. Um, Gary, you're a runner, Fez. Oh, uh, scary. Um, Ronnie, what about, I can't believe you guys haven't even mentioned those beautiful little kids from uh, Six Pack that were with Kenny Rogers and they were singing Rocky Top. What great, what great acting chops those kids had. Also, Scotty Farkas, the crazy ginger from uh, Christmas Carol. Have he done anything other than that? Like uh, Christmas Story. Uh, Christmas Story. Now, you're talking about the little kid? Or the well, that's Groverdale. The, the big Groverdale. one. I'm talking about Scott Farkas, the ginger. Uh, Scott Farkas, there's a, he's really one of our great ginger actors. <laughs> um, <laughs> now, I don't know... There is something about, like, if you do have a red-headed kid, you got to try to sell him as a child actor. 
Yeah. And that Danny Bonaducci, when he was a little kid, was fucking hysterical. Acting like I'm running the band and I'm fucking making business deals. I don't know why. <laughs> it's so fucking funny to me to see like when a little redheaded kid has ambition. It's fucking it's great. Adorable. Now, Scott Farkas grew up to be oh, not too creepy looking, I guess. Um let's go over here, Augie. Augie, Augie, Augie. Oi, 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 you're on the run of Fez show. Buddies. Hey buddy. Man. Ron, I agree with you about Black Swan. It's it was disturbing, but it, it it was a movie that I thought about all weekend. I I saw it with my girl on Friday night. I thought about it all weekend, and a lot of movies don't have that kind of impact on you. And it it kind of struck me that at the end of the year, around the Oscar time, it'll be sort of similar to Hurt Locker, where nobody saw it, but everybody's talking about it. I don't know because apparently um, it's not. In a lot of theaters, but the theaters that it's in are doing well. But I saw it uh, at this theater, and I might have been like the only guy there because people, you know, all these women acted like we're going to go see a ballet movie. Oh, you no. know, guy... and it's tough to get a guy in to say, well, the main thing is about ballet. <laughs> but yeah, but the thing too about it was it was sexy with very little sex. Like there was no nudity, but it was very sexy. Well, don't give it away for people. Come on, you know, I haven't just... seen it. Um, it drives me crazy when people feel the fucking need to blow stuff for people like uh, Hicks. Oh, this was good yesterday. Mikey Boy goes like this. I normally disagree with everything that G-Baby says, but... <laughs> and then I forget, there was some movie that he liked. Oh, I know what it was. It was the, um... Something Rules the World or somebody... Scott Pilgrim. Yeah, he loved the Scott Pilgrim. That's yeah, a good movie. People shit on it. I didn't know they shit on it. Huh. Um, Kyle, you're on Fez. Hey, what's up, boys? Yeah. Uh, the Scotty Farkas thing. Yeah, he is working. He pops up here and there in, uh, some big budget stuff. I know he was in Freddy vs. Jason, and, uh, he was in Transformers as well. All right, so Scotty Farkas, the unstoppable kid. <clears throat> Great. Here's our buddy right, Tom from Madison. You're on Fez. Hey, happy holidays, buddy. Same to you. I, I just a few of them. Tatum O'Neill was fantastic in Paper Moon. I think Natalie Wood, Elizabeth Taylor, both did great work when they were just young, beautiful. And then the acting was superb. Um, yeah, those are almost like more like serious actors. Uh, and I'll tell you this. I don't know whether you've ever seen the movie The Champ. No. Well, there was one. The first one came out was like in the 1930s. And they were, um, and I think it was Jackie Coogan who played it. It's weird. I don't know if it was Jackie Coogan or Jackie Cooper now, but I was a little kid. Jackie Cooper. This little kid, he went on in the first Superman, Christopher Reeves Superman. Okay. He was Perry White, right? All right. But when he was a little kid, he was like a movie star. This little fucking kid in this old black and white fucking boxing film was so good, he could rip your fucking heart out. <laughs> and he's following his alcoholic fucking dad oh, around. Jesus. And trying to get his dad to wake up different yeah. places. It reminded me of you when you were a kid, oh. fucking hanging out with your dad. Sounds about and right. he's fucking, when he wants his dad, and he starts oh. yelling, I want the champ, I want the champ. Oh, no. Seriously, you'll fucking turn into half a you-know-what. Oh. I gotta say you-know-what now, Fezzy, because I'm classy. Thank you, I appreciate it. 
You do appreciate things, and you always mention that to us, and I appreciate that. You know what I appreciate? Your appreciation. Thank you. Why? Well, I guess it's nice to be appreciated. For your appreciation. Um, I wrote back to Blowhard and told him that you were uh, kidding, and that was it. Tom, you're on my face. Ronnie. That Jackie Cooper was in a Little Rascals, too. I don't think so, was he? Old ones, good ones. See if he was part of the Little Rascals or our gang. Oh, my God, you got to see this fucking kid. Yeah, it looks like he was. He was doing all right for himself. Yeah. I want the champ. I want the champ. Oh, man. You can't have the fucking champ. Too much booze. No. Well, yeah, and then he went back to boxing. Oh, no. That don't fucking end good. No, doesn't sound like it. That don't fucking go out the right way. You know it, and I know it. You've dealt with that with your own, your own dad. Oh, yeah. How'd your dad die? Uh, what was the official reason? I can't I, I can't even remember. Fuck Heart it. gave out? Basically, yeah. Like, I don't know. He, he's got some fucked up, like a blood infection, basically, and then went to a coma, and then, you know. That's all she wrote, Ronnie B. Wow. Uh, well, at least you're following down the same path. So. At least I got... The, wait. I, I don't want to go down the blood infection into a coma path. Oh, no? All right. That surprises me. <laughs> really? I thought you had it all set up the way you were living your life. Five-point plan. It did. It came up like you were rocking your own five-point plan. Um, Aiden, yes. Long Island, you're on Run of Fez. Hey, Ron, uh, how about Robert Blake? Any uh, little rascal who can get away with murder, he's got to be the best childhood actor ever. And Robert Blake was great. There was this one Little Rascals episode where they had a father and son day. And, like, they look over Mickey. That's who Robert Blake was. He was crying. And they're like, what's wrong, Mickey? Hey, Mickey, what's wrong? You're crying. He's like this. You fellas know I ain't got no father. And it's so, and I'm like, how could a fucking kid cry like that? It's fucking skillful. So the kids all made a way for his fucking uh, dad to, for some other guy to act like his oh. dad. A guy who's been sweet on his mom for a while. And they did really good, and they were winning all the father and son things. Oh, good. And then all the fathers go like this. Would you two come over here for a minute? We've oh, got an announcement to make. Oh, no. And we thought that they were going to take away yeah. the ribbons, but they gave him a special trophy. Oh! And then the guy, they had such a good time at Father Sunday that uh, this guy married his, his Mickey's mom. Wow. And that goes to show you, kids, if you're a little kid and your mom's not married, it's your job to find her somebody. Or else she'll be alone forever. Right. You've got to fix the adult world. Yeah, because it's on your shoulders. Um... Tate, let me guess. You're going to say Little Man Tate is your all-time favorite actor? No, I'm not going with that. I'm going with uh, Little Freddy Savage from The Wonder Years. Um, he was uh, really big there for a while. And now I believe he's a TV director. He goes around directing TV shows. And I think quite a few of them was Departed Downs. And he, he also, I know he uh, directed a bunch of uh, Always Sunnies in uh, Philadelphia. Oh, is that right? Yeah. All right, so he's considered a comedy director. Let me direct some comedy for you guys. And he's a producer. Look What's he him. produced? Anything I'm in? Always Sunny. Ugly Betty. He's 
been part of Hannah Mon- episodes of Hannah Montana. Did he have anything to do with Party Down? I'm not seeing Party Down. I find out what little kid actor became a Party Down guy. Oh, no, no, he has. He has. Uh, I just found it. He has produced several right, so episodes. Slap in my face. You'd like yeah, to take that? That's no slap. That was slapping the face. I was still like going a, through seriously, it. Seriously, it felt like a slap. No, never. Right. Between that, the fucking blood disease that you picked up, it's been very <laughs> difficult for me to deal with you. Not yet. Um, Jay, you're on my fence. Go ahead, Jay. Hey, what's up, Ron and Fez? Uh, what about Macaulay Culkin? I mean, that's the best one there is. Home Alone, Richie Rich. I mean, they still play Home Alone to this day, every Christmas. Oh, yeah, the kid was amazing. I can't wa- watch the one where he, he gets stung by a bee and dies. That's my girl. Yeah. That whole thing of he needs his glasses, he can't see. <laughs> uh, well, I thought that little girl was going to go places. Not that I really followed her career anyway, but I don't think she did go anyplace. I think that was one of her last... Oh, it was my girl, too. Return of the Bees. All right, now let me see how you you feel about this one. I just got an email here from uh, from a teacher who would like to start uh, doing search, search, hurry up and search with her... Uh, children oh and she wants to give the kids she wants us to give them the search search hurry up and search questions so that the kids can do it over christmas that's really sweet that's nice i wish i had a hip teacher like this all right we'll break here uh we're gonna come back wrap up the show on the first show Ronnie B, Fezzy W. Ronnie Fez, Series 197, XM202, The Virus. Undaunted, I knew the game was mine to win. Just like in life, all of my successes depend on me. I'm the man who has the ball. I'm the man who can throw it faster than fuck. So that is why I am better than everyone in the world. Kiss my ass and suck my dick. Hicks just came running back in the room, and you look like you were dying. You look like you got shot in the chest. <laughs> I've had just horrible heartburn all fucking day long since the moment I woke up today. Since what do you think I, it's from the, the food last night? I guess the food, yeah. It was delicious, but just today, fucking, I, I'm fucked up. Well, you ate and drank late at night yeah. and got up, and you're not a teenage belly anymore. That's a good point, I guess. But let me tell you this. Have you eaten any Tums? Oh, fucking like goddamn Tic Tacs. I, a weird thing happened just about the time that I had my, what do you call it? And I've... I've always had a problem, like as a kid, yeah, with stuff like onions, which probably got to you from last oh, night. Oh, I'm sure. Oh, I'm sure. Yeah. Um, but uh, ever since I started taking Prevacid, I don't have the, even the slightest. Nothing. Nothing. Stomach heartburn. Jesus Christ! It. I should get my hands on some of that. It's thing. like a miracle drug, <laughs> and I can eat onions now. I can eat raw onions on Oof. hamburgers. I'm loving it. Loving my life. Thank you, Prevacid. I wish I was doing a live read for it, like the hoodie goodie or whatever the hell Fez was selling a couple minutes ago. Um, Fez, you 
in the time that you've had your party, you decided overall it wasn't a very pleasant experience. You've had this falling out with Blowhard that you're going to have to fix. And even though uh, Dave was very outgoing with you, you seem like there's a, a cutoffness between you and Dave. Yeah, it just, it was like, it was something I was not expecting. Well, that, so, that can be good. Um, but all in all, the party did not work the way you wanted it to. No, no, not, not after we've talked about it today. Because um, I knew something was wrong there. Something was amiss. Something, and I could not put my finger oh, on it. There's another thing I wanted to point out to you in your building. And I know you're building very well, but I haven't been there in many, many years. Mm-hmm. There's a gigantic change in something that you worry about. Your elevators are nutty. They shake and oh, yeah. shake and shake. Well, I mean, I've never been there before, but they were kind of shitty. And those that place used to have the uh, kind of reputation of a nice modern building, and the elevators were being treated like they were a ghetto building. That's how yeah. they used to sell it to potential... Uh, that was one of the selling points to potential renters. We have nice elevators? That we have these luxury, high-speed elevators. Oh, yeah. Know. And now, oh, it's probably been um, a couple of years now. Now, I didn't know whether you know this, that the parking garage across the street also has a reputation for bad elevators to get stuck. <laughs> so even the people that work in Fez's building were always like, don't use those elevators. Every a friend of mine was stuck there for 11 hours. Don't go in those, right? So we went over, hit the elevator. There's On one of the elevators, it says, do not... Use this elevator. It's dysfunctional. <laughs> That's the elevator that will opened up. Oh, the other one didn't. And we're like, well, it's here. Is that a good sign? Yeah. Or do we walk the steps up? And we actually rolled the dice and walked the steps up. Only because Butta told me, oh, a friend of mine was stuck in there, Ronnie, for 17 hours. <laughs> um, we had a tenant get stuck in the regular elevator, the building elevators, not too long ago. They were in there for like 45 minutes. Well, they just run very shabby and shaky and weird. They bounce. Uh, the doors can't decide whether they want to stay open or closed. Mm. It'll like close, start to leave, and then stop, and the door will open back up. And they're always out of service. Well, here One you... out of the three is always down, if not two. You still have a lot of beer. Uh, you can't return a, a full keg like that with fucking beer in it. No. You know, you've got to empty the keg first. Yeah. Oh, I didn't know that. Oh, uh, yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. Well, how are you going to get it back there? You're going to have the guy pick it up? Yeah. Yeah, you can't pick up a full keg. So no. you've got to finish the beer first. Uh -huh. I, in the back of my mind, I'm like, is Fez going to bring pictures in today or a fucking bowls <laughs> a beer? How's he going to pull this one off? But do you want Hicks to go over your house and start drinking? Yeah, if we have to empty it because I'm not drinking it. I don't drink anymore. You can start drink while you're drinking it. Okay. I'll start filling Tupperware up. No, Tupperware? I'm, I'm not going to leave your house until that thing's done. And then if it ain't done, I'll come back tomorrow. Why don't you do this? Why don't you fucking invite in some of your good fucking rolling buddies? Okay. okay. Yeah, I know plenty of guys who love to fucking suck off a keg. All right. I don't know any of these people. Okay. I don't know if I want them in my home. Do you have dice at your house? No. Well, all right, we'll bring some. What about you get the High Times crew together and fucking high society this thing? Okay, sure. Let's just fucking just wreck this place. <laughs> Sounds good. We'll fucking finish that fucker off. You bought too much beer, Fez. Yeah, I didn't realize that. What I went to gonna, my beer expert. What are you going to do with that tub of untouched hummus? Oh. 
That will probably just go in the garbage. And your tasty cakes? The tasty cakes? I shouldn't have them, but eventually they'll be eaten. I, I, I'll just, I'll bring in uh, a lot of those leftover boxes. Well, today would have been a good day for that. Oh, I'd love some more tasty cakes. So good. We'll have them tonight when you're drinking. Oh, okay. What's the maximum amount of people you want Hicks to bring to your house? Um, just Hicks. I don't know any of these well, people. Well, he's not going to knock a whole keg down by himself. Yeah, come on. It's dangerous. How about like a dozen people? I mean, that it, it, the more people I bring, the faster this is going to go. You're keeping ice on those kegs, right? Oh, yeah. It's yeah. still iced down. You've got to keep it iced up the whole time because it'll go bad. Yeah, it'll, it'll just go ice. flat. And f- yeah. ain't, ain't, well, I'll still drink it, right. but you know, I'm not going to like it. Uh, Frank, you're in the first. Yeah, Ron, I had plenty of keg parties. Once you tap open a keg, it's only good for maybe four or five days, the max. Yeah, uh-huh. yeah so we got to get moving a, on this. Well, you have a Monday night party tonight. Well, it's still on ice because I can't move it. How much beer do you think is left in the thing? Oh, plenty. There's plenty of beer if left. If you can't move fucker. it, there's a ton of beer left. Yeah. Oh, yeah. You can't pick it up by yourself? No. That's a lot of beer. I tried to see if it was, you know, light to the touch. Yeah. Maybe you could be one of those guys that just always has a keg going at their house. Oh, You've that the is the best. Out. That is so What's awesome. What's up, dudes? Come on in. What are we going to do tonight? Oh, you know, Fed's got a keg. Still got that keg going. All right, let's go over there for a you while. You want to stop over tonight and just see what you can do with it? <laughs> How much damage you can put on it? <laughs> I don't know. Maybe. Maybe I can Fez go over would, there and get fucking whacked. Would it be weird for you if he brings a couple friends by? Yeah, I think it would be weird to can just I have help? strangers in my house drinking. Can I help? Sure. You make sure you go out to a movie or something during that time? Yeah. That's, that's or probably, stay in your room? That's probably better. And don't embarrass him? All right, that would be strangers just milling around my house with me not around. Oh, yeah, no, right. milling, but not doing anything. Ten people. There's nothing, you have nothing in your house that an adult would steal. It's all little fucking cartoon things. Oh, yeah. Trinkets, knickknacks. Uh, Kyle, you're on a fence. Hey, Hicks, I'll grab a cotton of reds. I'm coming down from Boston. I won't be there until around like 7.30 or so, but I'll give you a hand drink. You're good. You You're good. All right, Kyle. Come on down. Roosevelt Kyle's Island. like a brother to this kid. Yeah, I love that fucking guy. I've never heard of him. Boston I... Kyle. Come on. Boston... I thought about him all the time. BK. BK Kitchen. Hey, um... <laughs> who's vouching for these people? Hey, He's got Ronnie B's. Look at this. Stamp of approval. He's got some smokes with him. It's good fucking looking great. He listens to our show. That makes him... A friend. Uh, speaking of friends, we haven't heard from Mikey Boy today. No. I really expected that call. I did, too. Maybe, I don't know, he was, fucking, he was pretty fucked up when well, he you left. you got a little beef with him, Hunfez. Well, yeah, he kind of, like, started the, 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 the hoagies off. Oh, yeah, I the didn't eating, that. And not in the nicest of ways. Okay. It was kind of like a gripe of, hey, I haven't eaten. I want to eat my sandwich now attitude. Well, you know, this was the other thing, too. It was like I stopped him from taking pictures that he wanted to tweet. Oh, yeah. And I'm like, oh, you know, what? the whole thing will be a story for the air. Yeah. Not for your Twitter page. Come on, Mikey boy, baby. Come on. Maybe Don't get he'll... me wrong. He's like a brother, but mm-hmm. last night wasn't his happiest night. No, he's going a little wild. Where was your cat at? Oh, I took the cat um, over to her vet for the night. Where's that at? East side? Uh-huh. Why didn't you stop by my place then? Well, I looked to see if you were outside, and uh, you weren't there, so I just kept going. I have a cell phone. 
even though I've told my doorman you're not allowed into the building, I could always come down and see you. It was early Saturday morning, too. I didn't know. I How didn't, early? It was probably about 9.30. Uh, Big E, you're on Run Fez. Hey, what's up, Ronnie B? Hey, can I come to the party? I love that. Yeah, Big, Big E's e the man. He should definitely come over and fucking sip off this thing. Come on, Big E. I didn't. I'm bringing a, I'm bringing a dope. I would Good. love that what? Big E meet Big A. Oh, worlds collide right there. And then Big B, Big C, Big D. <laughs> yeah. It'll be perfect. You want Big A to come over? Crazed? Yeah, Maybe we get a fucking up. poker game going at your place. Yeah. No, I already had the party I was going to have. And Chris Stanley, you assured me this cake he, would get knocked out yesterday. I right, assured you it would up. arrive. He fucked up. So what? <laughs> Let's not make a big deal out of that. But here's the thing. In your opinion, the party didn't go the way you wanted it to, right? No, no. It was a failure. Why not try to regroup, reboot, and fucking come out of this with something? Like a nice degenerate fucking house party on a Monday night. And start to meet some of the boys from Queens. Oh, yeah. Some of the kings of Queens, as you like to call uh -huh. them. Shit, I can walk to Fessy's house from my fucking apartment, I realized last yeah, night. Yeah, you're fucking afraid to, though, because of that <laughs> fucking project that's in between the both of you. It gets a little dicey in between. Last night you didn't want to. Well, come on, I was fucking drinking. We I stopped and got food. gas over in those fucking projects. And I'm like, this, let's just keep an eye out. Let's fucking, <laughs> let's treat this like we were going through the Old West and everybody's looking every which direction. This is very funny about Earl. Earl says, I'm uh, leaving. <laughs> He gets up, puts his coat on. He's standing there. He was still standing in the same position three and a half hours later. Yeah. What was he doing? I'm gonna get he out never here. left. Um, Greg, you're on my face. How you doing, guys? Yeah. I have a bit of a problem. I've kind of, kind of sympathized along with Fez. The oh, past great. couple of years of my life have been like really bad and depressed and everything else. And uh, I'm 5'7", and I weigh 320 pounds, and I can't get this fucking weight off. So I figured I kind of embarrassed myself to lose weight. So I posted uh, pictures of my gut online, and I was thinking maybe I could call in every two weeks or something like that to give a weight update. So you're trying to be a famous weight guy. I don't know. <laughs> I didn't know this was a big thing. What's the name of your blog? Longlivethatday.tumblr.com Longlivethatday. T U M B L R. Now, why are you Tumblr? Oh, I don't know. It's a random one. It's too fucking hard to find. Um, I got it. All right, there you are. You look great. <laughs> um, oh, God. Now, how, so your point is if you do this publicly, then people will know that you're serious about it. Not, yep, nothing's worked. Now, Nothing's worked before. Let me ask you this, um, Greg. Uh, first of all, it's kind of a, a cool idea. You look like a young guy. How how young are you? 25. Uh, 25. So you definitely, this is the time to do this. You've always been a big guy? My entire life. Okay. So uh, why do it right before the Christmas season? Why not, you know? I, I can't keep going on like this, dude. <laughs> I can't keep doing it. So you just decided, fuck it. I don't care. Now, do you have a certain weight thing that you're going on? Do you know what you're going to be doing? You're going to know that it's healthy? Yep. Um, it's going to be running every morning. i got to wake up, you know, go for a run because I can't keep doing this. All right. 
Shake it off, big man, all right? Yep. Dude. Seriously. <clears throat> if you want to do this, have it for a fun thing, but don't do a fucking crack up. You know? Well, uh, hopefully I'll be able to call and give it up based on No, but here's the thing, Greg, and I'm going to be buddies with you, but you realize that you probably should have some medical help and go get a checkup before you just start running at 325, right? Dude, no insurance. <laughs> There's none. I tried charity care. Um, I, I, I almost used my brother's uh, prescription and his health card uh-huh. and pretend that I was him to try and get and pressing some weight loss stuff. But right, I got no money, dude. I've been jobless for the past year. Just in a really bad place. All right. Well, first thing we're going to do, it's going to be the fucking No More Tears Club, all right? I got enough of that in my life. All Seriously. Right. I can't have another shoulder get fucking wet. But I dig where you're coming from with this. We're going to give you some fucking support here. And let's get a hold of Dr. Steve. Yes. So even if... We can't get you a local doctor um, for yourself, or maybe he knows a way to do it. He'll take some information from with you because you don't want to leap into one of these deals and, you know, try to lose 100 pounds in fucking, you know, three months, and then it comes back as 145, and then next year you're crying because you're even bigger, right? You want to do it the right way. Yeah, yeah. Um, so, and then you do you have any kind of... Changing pattern on eating together? Um, I uh, I got a Nutrisystem, so I was able to get that, but uh, one of my uh, my mom's boyfriend gave that to me, so that was really nice of him. I got an elliptical. I got some running shoes, and that's all I got. All right, here's what I want to do. I want to uh, – we'll put you up on 202, friends, but at the same time, I'm going to hook you up with Dr. Steve – and then we're going to talk with Dr. Steve and you tomorrow, all right? All right, sounds good. Okay? Well, you got to promise me something. Yeah. We stopped the fucking sobbing, all right? All right, dude, stop today. The kinks put it best. I can't fucking, seriously. I, if I have another fucking person crying, I'll go fucking crazy. Just, you want to do something, be a little fucking up about it. No, he sounded like he was at wit's end. Guess what? I'm at wit's end. If I have another fucking grown man, fucking, ah, ah, this guy, he's got a good idea. He knows he wants to do something. But it's almost like, I got to get out of this town. I'm going to L.A. You know which way that is? Nope. I'm just driving. <laughs> you know, you can fucking drive all over the place until you fucking finally one day by mistake bump into L.A. No. Or else you can plan a fucking trip. We got Dr. Steve. Dr. Steve can look it over, give him some ideas, you know, have him check something. I just don't want him to get up tomorrow and start running like a fucking madman. No, he'll fuck his shit up. We're going to be buddies with you, Greg. Every two weeks, we'll do your little update with you. But uh, that's it. We can't get all crazy about it. Andy, you're on my face. Hey, Mr. B. How you guys doing today? Good. Just wanted to uh, just reiterate what what you guys were just saying on the phone. Uh, work in the medical industry and uh, definitely needs to just uh, see his physician before he start any sort of exercise regimen. But really, uh, some diet modification would be um, 
not only probably a little safer initially, but he would make uh, much more significant gains in in as far as weight loss goals are concerned. More way more so than just going out trying to kill yourself running. So uh, you know, just to reiterate, uh, he's got Nutrisystem. I think that's a great thing. That's probably a great start for him. All right, uh, here's Steve, Connecticut. You're on a Fez. Hey, Ron. I, I kind of got to go against that last guy a little bit, just because Nutrisystem is like they send you food, so you don't actually physically make anything, and it's three it's three hundred and fifty dollars a month. And then once you go off it, you don't know how to fucking cook anything. I mean, it's like I went on Weight Watchers with my wife, and it's kind of, well, you know, the F word, but it's like you just start dropping weight the right way. You cook correctly, and it's like really just kind of watch it. And one of the things about Weight Watchers is you can do it online now. You don't have to go to meetings like the old days. Everything has a point system, and I was allowed 40 points a day, and you kind of just calculate it based on the label. And as, I mean, you could eat a burger, just, you know, you just got to watch the rest of what you eat, and it's fantastic. But Nutrisystem, you, if you're not making any food, once you go off it, you're, you're fucked. All right. I decided we want to be buddies with Greg. Um, I like the kid a lot. Yeah. I Still like his attitude. Cool I'm fucking mad as hell. I'm not going to take it anymore. I like him. Maybe he can fill that void in that once we thought was going to be the draft house kid. Well, I hope he can intern then. He's going to have to work out hours with me. How are you doing for the next new intern? Oh, I think it's it's coming all together, actually. Right at the end, it's coming together well for next semester. I hope. Who the fuck knows who these kids are, how these kids are going to be? No, they're all fucking lunatics. <laughs> <laughs> um, all right. That'll be it for us today. Um, I want you to make sure you help this guy up with Dr. Steve. Yeah, I got all their info. I want everybody to be good buddies together. Yeah. We're going to get this up and rolling. Friendship. Yeah, friendship. Oh, I want to say this. Um, Today's search, search, hurry up and search. Winner is... Not Mark Two. not Mark Two. Yeah! Woo! Big, big winner. Love it. All right, that is it for us, guys. We'll be back in here <coughs> bright and early at 11 o'clock tomorrow. Tuesday. Enjoy tonight uh, the silky tones of Mr. Paul McCartney, formerly of two bands, uh, Beatles and Wings, both in the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. Uh, that's it for us. See you guys. What is it, Homestar? Uh, that's the uh, Dubai Show. Donk. Satellite